Uh, we're back. No comedy bits to intro. Danny and I went to a tournament. Taylor's back to do Taylor. Oh. Um, that's it. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. Doesn't even wait for the fade out. Hell yeah. I'm yeah, so, just sorry. loud and in charge. That's bro. my bad. Bro. No, no, bro. It's fine. Yeah, because we're the most <laughs> official show. So official. Out there. So good. So good for mainstream. That That's us. Um, <laughs> welcome to Mob Rules. Uh, I am John, joined as always by... I'm Danny. And more frequently than regularly by... Yeah, it's me, Taylor. Uh, yeah. Use my real name this time. Nope. <laughs> as opposed to... What did you yeah. use last time? Uh, something stupid, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> All right, something. Cool. Yeah. yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> this is that old um, idiocracy joke. Oh, um, oh man, Rito Lays. But yeah, loaded, mm. loaded episode uh, this week. Uh, Danny and I went to a tournament. We traveled. We had a twelve-hour round trip. We did to go to an RTT, which goes to show our level of desperation. What's wrong with us? Like for real. <laughs> and our our uh, compa- our comp team, um, our chat has recently degraded to just uh, me and Taylor just typing tournament in all caps in question mark <laughs> in, res- in response to many things when is it happening please i'm begging you i would like to not drive 12 hours uh, again in order to uh, go to an rtt I live six minutes from the store i can do it whenever yeah yeah you yeah. could literally run yeah i will I'll forest play. forest Actually, gun style out of I'm the gonna game i'm gonna need to see that <laughs> Oh God, not again. Can I be his run one opponent after he runs yeah. to the store? All right. Are you are you going to have somebody else bring your army, or are you just going to no. carry it in front of I'm you? I'm going to balance it on my head. And oh, I'm, nice. Yeah, I'm going to have a uh, five-hour energy and a four logo. And I'm yeah. going to crush those in the parking lot <laughs> and completely revitalize. Like you'll be able to breathe by the time you'll, you get to the parking you'll lot. You'll have infinite fucking power and also be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> the, the old... The old John special. Um, and yeah, we also uh, read um, Ephriel Stern, Heretical Saint. We did. Well, I tried. I was there. Yeah. Just give me like a C minus for Ephriel, please. <laughs> I mean, that that's the same grade I'm going to give Ephriel. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's really high. <laughs> it's really <laughs> I have faith. Oh, and man. that's what's important. Yeah, but the jokes are coming from that one after the dryness of our tournament coverage. But Taylor, yeah, what's up? you weren't there. Um, but what what have you been up to recently? Like, what have you been oh. doing hobby wise? Uh, so I'm continuing my Heresy Iron Hands project. Yeah, I recently just finished my Spartan. Um, I realized that that's a lot. Oh, I built a Storm Eagle as well. Uh, how was that? how did that go? That was a nightmare. Yeah, isn't it the worst kit ever? Like a waking nightmare. Right? Yeah, that yeah. W- that took me three days. There's a reason when I offered to sell you my fire raptor, it was at retail cost. <laughs> <laughs> the building was alone worth. The it. building alone was a giant discount. I remember, oh, man. and my wife will tell you like how much I hated life, and she was like, "You have to finish it. You spend a lot of money on it." I'm like, I know, but it's the fucking worst thing I've ever touched. But if, do I have to? <laughs> if I ever need one ever again, I will legitimately just buy a build. I'm not going through that again. That was the worst thing ever. Just, you won't. <laughs> I, I might smash this thing for terrain. I'm, wow. I'm still, I'm very upset at this I've kid. seen some of those gaps. They're pretty. Uh... <laughs> it's just horrible. What's, yeah. what's great about the Storm Eagle is every panel is wavy. All of them. All of them. All of them. And they move. They mm-hmm. move when you glue them. They yeah. know that you think that they're set, 
and they react and they react angrily <laughs> and they move. They're like the dude Sentient. from the Geico commercial with the fishing rod and the hundred dollar bill on the ground. Like, right. ooh, ooh, you think I was set? No, ooh. Uh, so that was horrible. <laughs> Um, I'm also turning a lot of that project into regular 40k. Hell yeah. Because I'm having a lot of fun with Iron Hands and the real 40k that actually exists. Um, so I built a bunch of Terminators. I built a bunch of Intercessors. I built that Stalker rifle lieutenant last night. He's really cool. Hype. Yeah, fucking love that dude. He looks good. Yeah. Um, I played a game with Nate. Uh, he, I was playing my Iron Hands list. He was playing Drakari, trying them out. Mm-hmm. <gasps> uh, <laughs> yeah true so instantly you just lost no uh i i uh essentially tabled it on turn two um jesus yeah um basically he could hide about Fools. half of the raiders wrong oh yeah brian bought very true yeah it's Anec- anecdotal. anecdotal 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 oh shit oh, hell yeah. wait in fact he played less than six games That's awesome. so it's true <laughs> right true yeah uh, basically, he couldn't hide all of the raiders, and he placed the incubi and the witches last. Oh, uh, yeah, um, where he couldn't hide them, and so Volkite Dread with the hat blew that up. Well, Redemptors blew up another one. The Sakaran, uh, no, the Sakaran blew it up, and the Redemptors killed everything inside. That's what it was. Mm. Uh, yeah, they would do that. Uh, Sakaran fucks. By the way, that unit's awesome. Just the regular one. Uh, yeah, just yeah, the regular one. It's pretty good. Um, I took the heavy bolters so that with mercy is weakness, I get a bunch of extra heavy bolter shots. Sure. It felt more worth it than the character dread only because him being able to split fire with his dual profiles is really cool. Um, and mm-hmm. I love that guy. That dude is amazing. Yeah. Um, and also terminators with zero plus saves out in the open turns out really cool. Yeah. They're really good. Like that. <laughs> uh, so I had a lot of fun with that, but yeah, I essentially t- tabled him on turn two. He didn't have anything else other than the, uh, Grotusks out in the back on his priority objective. Mm. Yeah, that was me. That's what I did. Well, oh, was I pr- also found priority 3, objective. 000. Oh, sorry, my bad. I was going to say he got his priority objective. Yeah. he did that. Yeah, I also found three thousand dollars in magic cards. Oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> oh, so this this weekend I said one of my opponents was the luckiest man who has ever played Warhammer in his entire life. That is still and true. And then I said. John is the luckiest man to ever participate in a Warhammer tournament. That is also true. Ever. And right. now all of that is false. Taylor is clearly the luckiest man. Just randomly somebody <laughs> drops a bunch of magic cards on his wife's desk and is like, here, have these. Yes. And Taylor's like, oh, I guess I'll just look through them and see what he's got. Oh, like three demonic tutors, a wheel of fortune, a couple of dual lands. No big deal. That is actually the exact scenario. (laughs) That is the exact sequence of events that happened. Oh, my God. And for people like me who know nothing of magic, that is literally thousands of dollars of cardboard. Yeah. So with just the money cards, not including any of like the $10 rares, the $5 cards or whatever. Yeah. uh, The box is worth about $2,900. (laughs) Which I just got for free, for fun. Unreal. Yeah. So um, that's. I hope what you I, buy that guy like a Choni's gift card or I'm, something like that. I'm gonna get him a gift basket and say thanks, and then I'm gonna. Here's go, a fruit basket, maybe yeah. a ham. Did, did was it some guy who was like, oh, I don't need these cards anymore. It was. It's a 50 year old couple uh-huh. that uh, was like, we just don't want to deal with these. Spring cleaning is here. We just don't want this box in our house anymore. Here, just just take it. And my wife was like sick. And Taylor loves stupid shit like this. He'll have fun going through it. And she was right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <I laughs> He's going to have even more fun selling it. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Jeez. Uh, yeah. In the, in the first 40 cards, I pulled out a lion's eye diamond, 
which is an $800 card. Yeah. And I knew it was going to be a good time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about what I did with my uh, however long I've been gone. Oh, man. That's a month. A month. Probably. It's been a solid month. One month. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to pretend I We, we keep track of that is. now. We do. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to pretend you know how time works. Yeah, not good at job. all. Me, me either, to be honest. I like, could have been here three days ago, and I, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. TBF. Um, I have no idea how that works. Yeah. Uh, so, leading up to the tournament, um, I did a lot of prep to get all of my stuff battle ready because I'm like, I'm going to score at least 10 points. Yeah, same. Um, so, leading up, I painted 20 Poxwalkers, uh, six Death Shroud, a Malignant Plague Caster, um, and then about 100 different squad marks. Good Lord. Wow. Um, did you spray paint those? or did I you? did, okay. yeah. yeah so what cool. I did is I just have a metal sheet where I lay all the squad marks out, and then I spray paint them. Cool. Nice. Uh, and that worked out really well. And honestly, they look great, um, and they made it really easy for me to see my scummy little interlinking units, um, and it just it really helped kind of make the game easier. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was happy because I haven't painted Death Shroud in forever. I thought I had 71. Turns out I only had 51 painted. Um, so I'm like, oh, oh shit, now I need to you paint 51 more. Death Shroud painted? No, no, sorry, 51 um, Poxwalkers. <laughs> like, fuck, dude. Dude, rule of three can go to hell. <laughs> um, no, so I, I had to paint up all those guys uh, and get everything ready. But, yeah, that, that, that's what I did in the lead-up to it. And then after the tournament, um, I converted up two Volkite Contemptors. Um, nice. Very Which I, I think are amazing. Look really cool. Um, I built seven Plague Marines, um, 21 more Poxwalkers, wow. um, because uh, I got a really good deal on them, and now I need to go on my road to having 100 painted, um, so I can never run that amount ever. Hell yeah. Uh, but I'll have them. Yeah. And then because I got the Dark Imperium half set, I got like another bunch of characters I'm never going to use. Nice. Boys. So I got all those assembled, too. Sick. I'm, I'm oh. supremely jealous. Oh, uh, and I um base coated uh my possessed. Nice. My Galvor bag possessed. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So they're on the way. Fucking love those kids. Yeah, they're cool. I am supremely jealous of your, I would say, prodigious painting speed. I think what's happened is because I've painted about five thousand points of Death Guard in this past year. Right. Um, I just kind of have the scheme like Rain Man locked in. <laughs> So as soon as I sit in front of a gold under uh, undercoated model, right. I just kind of zoom in and, and because everything is purple and gold, mm-hmm. like when I'm batch painting, like I batch paint, uh, I batch painted my death shroud with the pox walkers because it's like the same kind of scheme, right. and the purples and things. So um, that combined with having just an iPad with YouTube, I can on, see super it helped. All. Yeah, it oh just, yeah, for sure. Just that that math face uh from the hangover is just me painting <laughs> i just kind of turn off and go blank but yeah super what, do you, what do you watch while you paint um i watch a lot of weird random shit so like red letter media on youtube yeah, i do a lot sorry. of um uh, really cool bad movies uh, like their black spine stuff um angry tom he's a youtuber from the uk who plays games he has oh. a very he has a very soft voice it's very relaxing is he angry no, he's like the <laughs> literally the chillest person that ever existed. That's weird. I feel like his branding is not on point. Yeah, he needs it, to it work is, on that probably. It is not. But yeah. Or maybe it's an ironic name like Little John. Or the people over in Europe, I think it's called. Uh, they're Oh, not anymore. They left. It's, right. it's, it's yeah. Yeah, their mannerisms are just so completely the English Isles. Different. 
oh, you mean the from, well, they're still in Europe. They're just not part of the EU. No, yeah. they moved the island. Yeah, they moved the island. Oh, it's to it's where? Out of the waters. They attached the little jets to the right-hand side. It's on the left side of Argentina. <laughs> right beside Australia. Yeah. <laughs> I think that broke Danny trying to think where that is. It's in Chile? Yeah. Okay. It's off the coast of Chile. Dope. Does Chile, does so Chile have a coast? Yeah, that is why there's all the... Um, the logistical issues with GW right now is like, shit, we're in Chile now. <laughs> I'll push this narrative. Yeah, sure. <laughs> how do we how do we ship from here? It just kind of makes sense, actually, you know, if you think about it. It's the simplest explanation that they just relocated the British Isles to Chile. Right. That uh, was part of the hard Brexit. Um, but yeah, so just... <laughs> they Brexited so hard <laughs> that they left the EU and just went to South America. Yeah. We'll yeah. take our country actually, and push it over there look i'm not gonna lie it's pretty pog yeah like it's fucking pog yeah dude like like you you have gone basically and taken your entire country on vacation what country can say that they've done that for their citizens that's fair big true big up zero zero um but yeah just real chill stuff i don't have to pay attention to so that's good yeah me too i try and do that yeah when i watch stuff so you said you did a lot of prep i did and you did post a lot about um uh lunchtime painting i did i painted well i mean i put three colors <laughs> on a lot of models oh okay. yeah well competitive special hold on a second i put three colors on some models oh <laughs> because my army's not very big oh i was gonna say shenanigans there was some that were only two colors no no they're N- no of course not john there's definitely <laughs> three colors on every model um <laughs> don't worry i'll edit out that giant pause <laughs> um i think my army has like a little bit more than 30 models like maybe like 35 models something like that nice i mean i have like a lot of characters right like yeah. i've got that young six characters right oh um, i know that life yeah, yeah i know you do and then that terminator you just like 450 points so again I'm, i know you know that 10 man terminator life as well mm. yep mm. We how about yep. how word, about that word word how about that twenty two man Terminator life? Oh no, I didn't bring that many. Well, I only brought thirteen Terminators, but you know, I brought some dudes in Gravis armor, so that's pretty close. Basically, <laughs> the basically Terminators, right. basically another ten Terminators. <laughs> that twenty three Terminator life. Uh, give me like three months, and I'll have enough uh, Olaris to do that. Have a fun time. Oh, gross! <laughs> Can you run? Have you ever run that many in the same list? I did on TTS. And it Ugh. was, yeah, you take, like, two squads of ten, and then you just split them on one tr- turn one and two, and it's just the fucking funniest thing. Oh, why would you do that? So many wasted shots. Good. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. How do I even split fire into that? I don't no, know. You just have to charge, like, a bunch of them all at once. Right. Then they all heroically intervene into you. Yep. I feel like I shouldn't do that. <laughs> It'll be no, fine. no, you should. It'll oh. be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Some things are going to work really well. Some things will not. I like this new like sage Danny advice where it's like speaking without talking. Something good. Something <laughs> bad. <laughs> Try dice. Fuck. How did you know? You've nailed my, that's my whole composition for all thoughts tonight. <laughs> you've, you've, you've ruined me. How could you do this? I've unlocked the power through drinking the singular white claw. That's right. Amazing. I didn't drink it. I just poured it all over my chest. It's a <laughs> kind of act of 
an act of awesome. Grays and defiance. How dare you? Um, but yeah, so you got all of your stuff to a three color minimum. I did. And then after that, we separately made that that long drive up mm-hmm. uh, to to Delta Junction, Alaska. Let me tell you something about Delta Junction, Alaska, John. You do that. It is a area of Alaska where <laughs> two roads meet. A junction, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say like junction. Like, I don't think it's a legal definition of a junction. <laughs> Could it be the fourth junction? Like maybe, you know, not the alpha the, or the beta, but the delta junction. Oh, so like the Taco Bell of junctions? Yeah. Fourth junction? <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> that is our narrative for that yeah um there was someone who was asking me to describe what delta junction was like and i was like imagine the south but in alaska <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude COVID doesn't exist there apparently i don't think i saw a single fucking mask i went the into the, their grocery store with a mask and it was like you know in the old western movies when a stranger would walk into a bar and just everything stops and everyone looks at you right. <laughs> that was me walking into an iga grocer with a mask even the dude with the piano stopped to look at you <laughs> Which is funny because he was playing (laughs) from the windows to the walls (laughs) and like that old time classic. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah, but you're going after my shtick now with non sequitur jokes. (laughs) So, one thing I really liked about Delta Junction. Yeah. um, Actually, two things. I'm going to, well, all right, three things I liked about Delta Junction, then I'm done talking about Delta Okay, Junction, perfect. Except for the tournament. Just to, to paint the scene for right. listeners. Yeah, so number one, they have a large selection of Eastern European foods in their grocery mm. store. They do. You right. wouldn't have thought that, but they do. Very I tolerant. I have thought that. Russia's, Russia's right there. You, you can, can see, see it. it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Jinx. And so I bought some really good looking egg noodles to take cool. home with me. Egg noodles are dope. Yeah. Um, number two, their liquor store. Real good. Pretty legit, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I went there too. I was shocked. It had a actually. slight smoky tinge to it. What the fuck but, else um, are you going to do there? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Fair. 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 Yeah. That's, I mean, you can kill bison. That's, see, that's the rural, like, southern life is everything fucking sucks except the liquor store. The liquor is, store was genuinely, thir- like, 75% of the size of the grocery store. Yes, that is yes. And like they had everything. Like they had they had tons of uh good bottles. They had a good great beer selection, like microbrews and stuff. Like pretty tasty. I ended up getting a uh a pineapple passion fruit cider. No. That sounds fucking awesome. It was delicious. It was delicious. Um and then thirdly, our friend Tim's house. Our friend Tim's house. And Tim is what a champion. So um, on after the tournament was over, uh, the my friend Marty and I, who I w- had given a ride up there to, we were uh, traveling partners. Um, I was meant to pick up a mat for another local player here in town who had left them, who had left their mat there the last time on accident, and so I asked him and said, "Hey Tim, you know, hey, I'm coming by. Sorry, we forgot to grab that mat last night. Like, uh, can I grab that from you?" He's like, "Sure." So we pull up to his house, and keep in mind, Tim's house, like you have to go down, like it's probably about a. I don't want to say it's a quarter mile driveway, but it's it's like probably pretty close to that. And you go down and you pull up to his house and I'm waiting there for a second. Like, oh man, do I get out? Where's Tim at? And I see the door open and this man comes out with no shirt on (laughs) in basketball shorts, looks at me, 
like with this angry look on his face. And Tim is a former Marine. I mean, he's not like an unintimidating guy. He's got kind of the squirrely crazy look in his eye. Cool. And like he throws a mat on his front porch, turns around, and goes back inside. (laughs) (laughs) It was the biggest fucking power move that I've seen in quite some time. Fucking rad. So, I mean, I laughed my ass off. Like I was laughing really hard. And then he came back out and he was laughing too. It was pretty great. Like fucking stand statue. Yeah, dude. It was it was outstanding. But yeah, so we went to Tim's house. Tim's Tim's house is probably the best thing in Delta Junction. Oh yeah, for sure. Like giant driveway, and then like three or four buildings. Well, and there's a burned down field in front of his house. Yep, he is he the start, mayor there. He started a fire on accident. Well, nice. they were burning a dog, I guess. <laughs> yeah, is, are we in JoJo? This is you going to burn Danny the dog? I think that they were having a memorial for a dog that had passed away. That makes more sense. Yeah. I don't know if they were actually... I don't think they were burning the dog itself. That seems... No Viking wake. No. I mean, that would be dope, though. Like, yeah. when Fred dies... Put him on a boat. That's put him way. on a lake. Well, no, we'll just have, like, a pyre. The thing I'm worried about, though, is that he's going to smell really good. He's going <laughs> to... Like a barbecue or something <laughs> like, and I don't, I definitely do not want to like think that Fred smells like he's going to, and yeah, this Fred is my bulldog. Anyway, so Tim's <laughs> house, best place in, <laughs> it smells delicious, the compound, if you will. Yeah. And so we played in Tim's detached garage, but also a little bit outside and in his actual house. Yeah. Top table was in his house. That was, was the reward is you got to be away from the damn mosquitoes. Fucking well, sick. that's not true. The top table was never in his house. To be fair, that's true. <laughs> I just thought about that. As I know. Oh. <laughs> and anyway. As, as I know, the second table was also never in the house. <laughs> Let me tell you about the, the whole round that I played in the hot sun. <laughs> oh, man. Hell yeah. Anyway. So let's talk about this tournament. Do we yeah. Want to take a, do we want to take a break for a minute? And kind yeah, of we're, we'll take a break. Um, and then... We'll let people do things. And hey, let's talk to our best sponsor who, if you have oh, yeah. BCP, oh. um, yeah, you can look up. If you look for the Timvitational, want to fight May 8th is <laughs> the name of the event. And we'll be right back. Dude, I'm the best. I took first place at another tournament. First off, stop with the thunder and lightning. You don't impress me. And second, let me check out the BCP rankings. And I don't see you on there. What? Your TO needs to download the Best Coast Pairings app and run events on it. After the event, the results are uploaded into BCP rankings, and the best part, it's easy and free. But I play multiple game systems. No big deal. The BCP app can be used for any game. A ton of events every weekend are using it from major international tournaments to local stores. And now that it's available on Android devices, you're going to have some serious competition. There can be only one. BCP Rankings is a fun and exciting way to measure how you or your team stack up. No matter what you play, your score goes to an overall ranking. Or compete to be the best in a game, a circuit, a region, or the world. Download the app or visit www.bestcoastpairings.com for more info. Best Coast Pairings. Are you the best? Were we the best? So, the Timvitational, one of fighty May eighth. Yar, F I T E. Yeah, I think it's you want to fight mate, but May eighth was the date it was held on. Yeah. Can I just point out, by the way? Um, so, Danny, you traveled up with our our friend Marty. Uh huh. I traveled up with my wife and infant son. 
Yep. As May 9th in America is Mother's Day. Yep. Uh, so I took my wonderful family on a beautiful trip to scenic Delta <laughs> Junction for Mother's Day. Awesome. Um, and then abandoned them uh, the day before. Tradition. Man, you are really an outstanding <laughs> husband. <laughs> I'm very lucky. You are a specimen for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, so round one. <laughs> Glad you like that. Uh, thank you. Um, so Dad, who did you play round one, John? Uh, I played Micah. Um, oh, man, that's what I wanted to play. That's who I wanted to play round it's one. It's almost before. like I got the kind of the standard pairing, and Danny got paired into the fifth round of a GT. <laughs> <laughs> you will only have hard games. I guess. Go. No, no, dude, I had two hard games. Yeah? Yeah. Sick. Um, yeah, I, I paired into Tim, the... The host. Yeah, the host. The guy he with was, the basketball shorts. Yeah, he was wearing a shirt this time, though, so that was good. Well, so the mosquitoes um, didn't get his nipples. Right. I'm 100% sure that's what it is. Yeah. Um, plus, he's fair-skinned, so, you know, he doesn't want to burn. He will die. Yeah, he will die. Um, yeah, so my opponent was playing Sisters of Battle. Ooh. Bum, bum, bum. 15 rats, right? Yeah, 15 retributors. Well, no, 25 retributors. <laughs> Oh. He had two 10-man squads because he was playing a martyr lady. Oh, okay. I see. And, like, when they have a 4-plus invulnerable save, they're they're they're, they're pretty good. Right. And um, yeah, so we had that. He had nine uh, mortifactor, or mortifiers. Right. And then a unit of six, a unit of seven, Repentia, one of them, and a rhino, a couple battle sister squads. And the ancillary characters that you would expect. I don't really like... He had a canoness with Beneficence. Yeah. But he had her with the extra Faith Dice Warlord trait. Oh, okay. And not with the reroll to wound rolls, which, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, that's it. That's his list. That's a thing you can do, for sure. Yeah. And, uh... I mean, it's a good list, right? Like, I'm not yeah. gonna... Um, sisters are good. Yeah, right? sisters are really good. Sisters pog as fuck. Yeah. Um... So since I was playing Dark Angels, I was able to just kind of castle in a corner and like not really have to move very far. So I basically took two objectives and like stayed on them the entire game. I saw that young 90, per 90 score. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Spoilers. Jeez. So so yeah. I I sat on I sat on these objectives and I made Tim kind of come to me and he couldn't come to me all at once. Right. Um. So I was able to like really limit the amount of damage that i was taking and one turn i just advanced my terminators and hid them behind a wall right. like literally like okay you can't shoot at these anymore yeah and uh yeah that worked out pretty good i managed to smash up all of his dudes sisters can make one unit very fast they also right stuff like repentia also don't do super great into uh transhuman minus one damage yeah um not their favorite target for sure right right and he got them into attack bikes once yeah um, which was pretty good, and he had an outflanking unit of, unit of retributors that managed to kill another unit of attack bikes, even gotcha. even at a four plus plus. Okay, um, which was a bummer. Sure. Um, and I gave him even minus one to hit; it didn't matter. Oh, okay. Um, so there was that. Uh, yeah, the mortifiers he had one unit in reserve, and then two units on the table, and he put the unit in reserve on the other side of the table because I think he thought maybe it was going to be harder to kill five heavy intercessors um but it was not <laughs> spoiler yeah, it was pretty fucking easy <laughs> um yeah so uh the that that went uh that went pretty good for me um 
uh, he got a really tricky playoff where he he lost a or he uh, he gained a miracle dice in the shooting phase, which ended up being a six, which allowed him to make like a ten inch charge into a talon master that I thought was safe. Ah, sick. Which was a big bummer. Yeah, sometimes so, miracle dice just say no. Yeah, sometimes yes. I just wasn't allowed to to be alive anymore. Yeah, no, I'd say no. So, but he, but last turn I managed to like uh, kind of pull some some shenanigans and get a fifteen on primary, like That's because it. I was able to shoot. I went second. Okay, cool. And Talon Master flew out, stole an objective because it had obsec, nice. and then shot a character off another objective, oh, yeah. which made him lose that. And right. I managed to uh, to win that young game. And Talon Masters are fucking good. Yeah, Talon Masters are really cool. Hell yeah. Um, we talked last episode about kind of setting goals for this tournament. What, what was your goal uh, going into this? To win. To win. Okay. Yeah. So we're on a good oh, start. <laughs> yeah. The, the typical McDivitt way of just. Well, no, I mean, I wanted to do as good as I can. I wanted to win three games and I wanted some more practice with my army. Yeah. Like in person this time. Right. Um, so, yeah, my first game was against Micah. Um, it was an Emperor's Children uh, army, which is something I haven't played kind of a lot against. Right. Uh, so we had. Young Chaos Lord, uh, Faultless Duelist, which is just a power or a trait that can go die. Um, <laughs> a Demon Prince with wings. Which What is Faultless Duelist? Uh, I think oh, it's some auto-wounding thing here. Let me look it up. Okay, this, that's fine. Uh, the Demon Prince had the minus D3 attacks one, right? Right. No, though, that was the... Um, that's Faultless Duelist. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That was on a Chaos Lord? Yep. Oh. Uh, and then a Sorcerer. Uh, Chaos Space Marine Squad, and then he had three Noise Marine Squads. Uh, two of them were close combat uh, Noise Marine Squads. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, then uh, just all of the Terminators, uh, like 10 Terminators with Power Fists, Power Axes, Chain Fists, a Heavy Flamer. Um, and then three Obliterators, two Obliterators, a Rhino, and a Dread Claw. Okay, I'm oh, yeah. not hearing the remnant of the Meraviglia anywhere in there. Uh, nowhere in there, yeah. Oh, cringe. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, didn't need it. Didn't, <laughs> didn't need it. Didn't want it. He and doesn't. If you roll enough fours, yeah, you actually never have to re-roll anything. That's true. If you mm-hmm. just if you just wound, right? If you just wound all the time, yeah, you win. Who needs it? And then, so yeah, I just I went into this with my my standard tactic of trying to pick secondaries that don't require me to really kill anything or right. or just be where I need to be. Yeah, fuck them. Um. So yeah, I had to like engage in all fronts. Um. The spread the sickness. Um, and then I went for Psychic Ritual, which was a giant mistake. Uh, which, to be fair, uh, Micah said, don't take that. And I'm like, no, screw you. I'm going to take that. <laughs> but you I think that's stop. my fault don't as a player. To do. Because as soon as you tell me not to do something, I'm going to just do it. Yeah. Um, he did try and tell me, though, that it had to be three consecutive turns casting. And I'm like, no, it oh, doesn't. That's false. That's not true. That, that is false. Um, but yeah, uh, it just it ended up with... I deployed really poorly in this one and i learned later to, to not do that but just kind of moving up the board all of my stuff dies but by the time it dies it scores right uh on the last turn he uh denied my psychic ritual uh for uh, that young 15 points it fucking feels which makes me upset which it shouldn't as we'll find out later it ended up 79 to uh oh my gosh 79 to what now please say 69 Oh, no, that was Tim's score. Yeah, Tim got 69 points against me. Nice. Perfect. Um, So, yeah, I won that game (laughs) 79-41. But if if he had not just denied that last one, it would have been like 94. Right. Yeah. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. But, yeah, it was a good game. Um, Also, the Dread Claw, uh, very underwhelming into Death Guard. Um, I was talking with Taylor about this before he came. uh, But 
it has four attacks uh, into death card minus one damage does two damage each with this attack. So uh, if I don't make all of my saves, it kills two terminators. Maximum, right? Maximum. Yeah. Zero saves. Mm. So it's three flat normally. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. It's cool to a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, not really death road, which it charged into. Also, Micah. Yeah. I know you listen to this. <laughs> I know you're here. Glue the rest of your legs onto your dread claw. Oh yeah, yeah the dread claw had two legs or three legs. Oh, interesting. Glue them. Tripod. Tripod. Unacceptable. Yeah. Well, it just matters for a lot of things, right? Oh yeah, for like charging, and, and I know a couple other people had issues about that measuring, but yeah, where the you, model actually is, yeah. how it can shoot, how it can fight, you know, all those things, normal stuff, all the fun stuff, all the normal things. So, uh, and then my goal going into this was to go two and one. So I'm halfway there. Nice, yeah, good times. Um, and then round two, Danny, with your solid ninety, mm-hmm. uh, you were matched into uh, where are we here? James Kempner. Yeah, James Kempner. The old Kempster. The old Kempster. Um, so James was running Tyranids. Um, he had uh, Herodin. Oh, cool. With uh, plus one to hit um, in close con- the first round of close combat, I guess, is a trait that you can take custom. Oh, okay. Neat. And then also he has minus one to hit in close combat. Sure. Fun. That's so, cool. Yeah. Uh, then he had uh, a Demacron. Um, a brood lord. The rest of his detachment was Kronos. So Demacron, gotcha. brood lord, uh, like three units of twelve or fifteen gaunts. Okay. Um, two units of five. Uh, uh, hive guard. Gotcha. And a neurothrope. Okay. I definitely like. Oh, a lictor and a unit of rippers. Yes. Okay. I like uh, a lot more god the uh, devil gaunts and that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, an exocrine. Uh, two diamond carons even. Yeah. Well, he had two units of hive guard. I think that's where he's banking his points. And then right. also he obviously had spent a ton of points on the Herodin. Right. 700 to some points. 700. Yeah, 700 even. Yep. Yeah. Big man. Big boy. Big but he can carry carons. gargoyles. Mm. Yep. That he, is an advantage. He had no gargoyles. Uh, why even oh. play it then? Yeah. yeah. Bad move. Yeah. Um, Rookie. So I got first turn. Oh, sorry, John. Do you want to talk about who you matched? No, no. With? Get going. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll leave right. the mystery. Okay. It'll be a mystery. Um, not for long. It's Marty, guys. I'm spoiling it. <laughs> oh, God damn shit. it! That was Fuck my yeah. mystery. Yeah, Got him. All right. So uh, <laughs> it's not like I ruined your weekend. <laughs> you didn't ruin my weekend. Anyway, damn so it. the attack bikes roll up on first turn. I do the. I. I. You know what? I didn't even use the hunt on them because I didn't yeah. need to. Sick. So I just advanced them up the table after they got chapter master rerolls. And uh, then the other unit advanced up and hid behind a wall, like a, what, the wall of a ruin. Right. And both units shot the Herodin. Right. Because it's over 18 wounds, so I can yeah. shoot through the windows to get it, right? That and even though can't, it can't shoot me back. The fool cannot see you. It cannot see at all. No. And so what ended up happening was I got two wounds through on the squad that was in melter range. Gotcha. And I box guard. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. And then I got five damage from the one wound that got through in the long range squad. Sick. And then I also did uh, a couple of heavy bolter wounds um, and uh, one cyclone wound, which I didn't roll very well on. That young 14 fucking damage <laughs> off the Delta. 16. That's what I'm fucking talking about. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think I did, like, 23 damage to it on the first round. Ah! 
And he was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> this is going to be short. Unfortunate. He kept asking me through the game, why are you like this? Who made you like this? <laughs> and, like, so I had to keep telling him, like, a progression of cold-hearted women, an abusive, like, you know, an abusive childhood. Your um, mom. Baba Yaga. Yeah. His mom. Yeah. Krishna. Um, <laughs> all of them. The yeah. leprechaun. Um, oh, man. Okay, so I got to tell you the best moment of the game. So uh, I moved these attack bikes that I moved in to get the Herodin. The Herodin flies past them to kill the other unit of attack bikes. Got it. But then the Demacaron and the Broodlord come in, and they uh, he charges the... So he, the Herodin goes into one. He fights. I spend four command just points leave. to fucking book the fuck out of there. Fuck yeah. And just leave. And his face was so sad. <laughs> and oh. then, so they, so, and I lost one bike from that squad to uh, Hiveguard. Gotcha. And then I res back that bike <laughs> when I came back to my deployment zone. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I shot the shit out of the Demacaron. I didn't kill it, though. I think I got it down to, like, four wounds or something Fair. like that, right? And so he moves up on his turn, the Demacaron, and he shoots my Terminators, which are kind of, like, not super close, but sort of close, and okay. they definitely have line of sight to the Demacaron. Gotcha. And uh, he killed off both my Cyclone missile launchers, mm -hmm. and I rolled the banner <laughs> on one of them, and they <laughs> aced the Demacron before it could charge me, yeah. so he didn't even get to charge. Like, it just died. Fucking got him. Un unbelievable. <laughs> he was very sad about that. I bet he thought that was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> False. Oh, shit. <laughs> he was not happy. Oh, so I won that game. The problem, the problem with this game is I is I wasn't aggressive enough. Like, gotcha. it was hard for me to get to the central objective because it was so far away, mm -hmm. and there was this crater that was really slowing me down. Like, so terminators are not fast, right? right? And like, especially if you're walking them every turn, you're just getting three inches of movement for sure. Um, so like, I think I played that badly. Like, I sh just should not have had them in cover because nothing the sh nothing shooting wise matters. Right. If they're in cover. Because the hive guard don't give a shit. Yeah, the hive guard ignore it. So, like, who cares? Right. Off I go. So, uh, yeah. So, I didn't manage to get kind of into the center of the board until really, like, turn three. And then turn four and five, I scored pretty good on primary. But I was, like, five points primary, turn one. Or turn two, five points primary, turn three. Turn four was ten points. Turn five was fifteen. Gotcha. So, like, really just slow on the primary. And I found that to be the case in all my games. Like, I need... I was, like, one turn behind where I really needed to be. Yeah. Um, which is... That's the way it goes. Tim has a lot of craters on his table, though. So, gotcha. just just be aware of that for lots. when you go, eventually. I oh, maybe. Lots yeah. and lots of craters. Uh, I will say, what saved me all games, like I, I Max Primary, was uh, the Terminate Sastrat to make Pogs Walkers just, just go big oh, fast. Yeah. Run like Bugs Bunny or Wily e. Coyote after right, a Roadrunner. They're so fast. When to actually be aggressive is definitely something I struggle with in knowing like when to put the foot on the gas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of my big hurdles with the game currently. And so like I've done it a couple of times where I've played games where like my opponent is like, Oh, I didn't see that coming, where I'll advance the terminators on the first turn and they're yeah, like totally. oh shit, like there's terminators like in my face, like in the middle of the table now. Right. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah pretty much. I started them on the line. I rolled a four for an advance. Mm -hmm. Hello. Yeah. Here I am. My list I literally Hello, did. Mr. Obama. I advance everything. Obama? It's it's a real real power. Perish. 
Sorry, John. So, John. Yeah. Your game two. My game two. Against Marty, which I rudely spoiled earlier. Against Marty, which is great because you love that 12-hour round trip uh, to play one of your friends who you live in the same city. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Oh, hold on a second. I have a mini ramp. Oh, yeah. Go, go, go. So, Marty drives six hours to this tournament. Yes. And round one gets a bye. Fucking cringe. Right. Which sucks. Like, what what a crappy thing to have happen to you. I mean, it would only be worse if someone came up show, like knowing they were only going to play one game and then instantly left afterwards. Absolutely. No one would do that, though. No oh, wait. Does. That's insane. Some dude fucking did that. So if you're the dude who did that, like, fuck you. <laughs> but also, so, thank you for the download. <laughs> True. <laughs> if you listened. Oh, you're yeah. a bastard. But yeah, my but game. Thanks for being here. My game two was against Marty. Um, and let me tell you guys how annoying it is to fight into Death Guard. Oh. Holy shit! It's it? just a slog. Oh, it's not that bad. Um, I do it all the time. <laughs> well, I, I know don't. you do. <laughs> I don't um, do anything. But uh, so I never do anything. It turned into just both of our armies, two Death Guard armies, in the middle of the board. Okay. Hitting each other, just right. scissoring, making saves, <laughs> hitting back, making saves, hitting back, doing wounds. Right. A lot of glancing blows, no penetration. Regenning wounds because we both had plague surgeons. Zero um, penetration. Yeah, he had a couple of different cool things. It looks like he had the um, the blow drones with the flash mowers, which were kind of neat to see in action. Um, oh, man. <laughs> I bet those are really cool and not Death Guard. The, yeah, yeah like, pretty so much. All of us, like both of us, are running all these really cool two damage weapons. Oh, <laughs> which, well, they're really good against like spawn that don't have grandfather's influence. On yeah, them, that's right? fair. But the Probably. spawns, um, the, in my list, I had two individual units of spawn, and their entire job was to sit in my deployment zone on objectives, right, far away from everyone else. Makes sense. Um, so yeah, my spawn survived every single game. Uh, spoilers. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a great game. It was a good learning game for me um, because. Uh, the trade-offs of like, hey, do I do the big boy swings on the Death Shroud, which are minus three AP, but one damage? Or do I do the little guy swings, which are only minus one AP, but one damage? And kind of like the first couple rounds of combat that we were in, I did the big boy swings. with so like, oh yeah, minus three is so great. Yeah. But no. into Death Shroud, it's a four-up save. So instead of a three-up, it's four-up, which really isn't that great of a trade-off. Marty and I had a really long conversation on the road up there about this. Cool. Like, where he's asking me, when do you do the big swing, when do you not? Yeah. And, like, I told him, like everything else, it depends. Oh, yeah. You really have to analyze this stuff. Like, yeah. like, are, like you're losing, you're losing, you, you're losing half the effectiveness of your scythe, right? Mm-hmm. And giving up twice the attack. So, because you're minus one damage, it's always better to swing with the multiple swings yeah. in that case. So, which is something I learned from that. Um, I also ditched Psychic Ritual this game after stupid Micah denied me 15 entire points. It mm. is garbage, to be fair. And, like, all the all the Psychic ones are And went bad. with the far superior While We Stand, We Fight, which turns out if the your While We Stand, We Fight targets are oh. five Death Shroud, five Death Shroud, and nine Blight Lords, generally... You're going to score 15 points most games from I'm that. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even catch that you didn't take it in the first game. I did not. Because my yeah. brain just autofills that like, you have it. Why wouldn't I take that? Yeah, for well, sure. Like, okay, so I think it's really good against other Death Guard. I think it's probably not great against an army with any kind of shooting. 
Uh, depends. Uh, we're going I back. guess. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, like, uh, this guess. would be the game where Marty's uh, Blight Lords shot into my oh, yeah. Blight Lords, <laughs> did seven wounds. Okay. I'm like, combi bolters. Cool. Let's so, roll some two ups. Yeah. yeah first who, of all, who seven wounds. Hog for death. For, yeah. For Nurgle. Nurgle number. Yep. Uh, yep. Nurgle. Nurgle. Perfect. So, uh, of course, when I roll my dice, I roll five ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> which, I'm, which I'm just like, okay. Sick. Yeah. It's a good thing part of like running this list is being okay with everything dying because nice. otherwise yep. I would have been really fucking tilted by you, the fact that bolt guns were taking out my 50-point models. Some of you may die, but that's a sacrifice I am willing, I'm willing to make. I'm willing to make, yeah. <laughs> and I absolutely was. John is the Farquaad of 40K. Really am. I think that's, yeah. Really? That's a narrative I'll push. I'm really short as well, so it really <laughs> it works out really well. It's basically a perfect analogy. <laughs> there are zero flaws. Yeah. <laughs> my massive castle. Um, but yeah, so like I ended up scoring really well for that. I also chose the, it was priority target. And generally, sure. whenever I'm playing priority target, I'm going to take the mission secondary. That's a, that's a um, 15. Because it's an easy 15. Um, mm-hmm. So, and especially with my Pox Walkers doing like, putting on their Nike shoes and running up the field uh, eight to 13 inches turn one. Um, I'm generally going to score 15 in primary most turns, um, which is, yeah, from round two, three, four, I was 15 in primary. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I ended that game uh, 93 to 55. Fuck uh, yeah. So heck yeah. Oh, and I won mine like 90 to something. I, I can, 90 to, I don't know. You can find out were. using the magic of BCP. That's uh, best coast parents. 90 to less than, to less than 90. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool guy. that's like exactly that. what it says here. Which you know, is kind of like less than you want a ninety to seventy one. Oh, so okay. high scoring loss nice. from Camp Nair. Cool. Yeah, he was able to put some gaunts on objectives and things like that, and uh, like hide them behind terrain so that I couldn't kill them all. But gotcha. eventually, gotcha. I, I did. I'll get you all. So round three. Round three. We're both three. two and zero. Oh. True. We are. Um, I'm expecting to get my traditional third round loss this turn. So let's start with Danny, uh, with your third round. So round three, I draw the list I did not want to play at this tournament the entire time, which was Wallace's list. And Wallace is uh, probably one of the better players in the state. He's he's a pretty solid player. Um, uh, and he was playing Zinch Demons. It was Oops All Burbs. Yep, he had so, the giant four-year-old bird, right? Yeah, he had Alphabet Soup. Uh, oh, how do you even say that? Teos Rock Harris. <laughs> exactly. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, Get the fuck out so of dude, here. So, dude, I'm shit. looking at it on BCP and I can't pronounce it. And you're sitting there all like splay legged, like you're sitting on a public bus <laughs> here, and let, just sing it. Let me lean down to 45 degrees to really like sell it. A Teos Rock Harris. Um, fuck off. God. He, all yeah. right. And then he had Karyos Fate Weaver. Yep. And he had a bird with the sword. And sword. a bird with the cloak. We are saying bird with a U here. That is very important. And bird. And two bird. Bs. Burb. Bird. Burb. Bird. <laughs> Burb. I want my bird. <laughs> and then he had uh, three squads of 10 pink horrors. Yep. Three squads of 10 pink horrors. Um, he had 38 summoning points and... Eight flamers. Eight? Yep. That's what it says here. Is one of is this a save a pyrocaster? Oh yeah, pyrocaster. Okay, eight. so nine flamers. Yeah, aggressive rock champ. Yep, and so, uh, yeah. So this is like mortal wounds the army. Like it yeah, has sure. so many mortal wounds. Like the bird with the cloak had the exalted trait for plus one damage. Mm. 
Um, and then the bird with the sword had the six up super feel no pain. Oh, okay, cool. Which I hate. <laughs> what a nightmare. Yeah, it's a nightmare. And so, uh, I mean, that's the story of the game and that's Sai right there. Yeah. yeah, I can feel it. So like I, I got first turn, which I, no, Wallace got first turn. So which was, which was fine. Sure. And he kind of flew in the middle of the table and I used the hunt on a unit of attack bikes to basically make like a mortal wound screen of 12 wounds that he had to get through. Right. Um, which was really effective. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, he, he killed all the, he eventually killed all the attack bikes, but that was okay. Cause that basically let my terminators walk out unscathed for sure. Um, and they walked up and between, so the secondaries that I took this game, I guess this is important too. Oh yeah. I decided sure. to go against assassinate. Okay. Um, I went for Titan Hunter, gotcha. which I think was a good choice. Um, just because like, I wasn't confident that I would have enough strength to kill all the, all the birds. Right. And the birds are really tough. Like they're hard to kill. Um, so I picked it. So all I had to do was kill one, like 28 wound, like burb. And then I would have like, I I would, I would be fine. Fucking 10 points right there. I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah. Just 10 points. Right. So it's easy. 10 points. Make sure I have it. Right. And, uh, I took the other two secondaries that I took every other game, which was, while we stand, we fight, and also uh, the Dark Angel special stratagem, like Stubborn Defiance, I think is what Stubborn it's called. Stubborn Defiance. Yeah. So, which I scored max points on every single game. Hell yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's so Is that the one where sit on objective, don't move, score 15? Yeah. Yeah, just as long as your opponent can't take it from you. So, which is which is tough when everything around there is obsec. Right. Real fucking hard to do. Yep. So, um. Let's see here. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember exactly how this works. So, uh, yeah, first turn, um, my attack bikes died, uh, and all but one, he got a super smite off on my uh, Deathwing Command Squad, which I also put forward as kind of like a block of wounds that he would have to get get, get rid of. Gotcha. And uh, I lost two of them. So, Ow. yeah, that sucks, but that's okay. Sure. Um, so my turn one, I walk up my Terminators, and they charge the bird with the cloak. After I do some wounds to it with some shooting, and they crush it. They crush nice. the bird. We, even without psychic powers, I just spent the one command point to put them in all doctrines. Hell yeah. Because I forgot Asriel's a chapter master. Yeah. Totally. So that stratagem only costs one. Yeah. I've been paying two for it previously, but oh. it's way, yeah. Yeah. It's dude. real good. He fucking crushes. Yeah. And so that gives them reroll to wound rolls against the birds. And then they got rerolled to hit from the chapter master. So oh. I don't even need psychic powers. I just have to use my faith in the emperor and the lion to crush all of my foes. Beam. You know, faith is really strong. Yeah. Interesting. It turns out. Faith turns out. Would. Fuck. Better than psychic powers even. Would you yeah. say you don't even you, need psychic powers if you're faithful. Would you say that you're the sword of the emperor? <laughs> Maybe even his vengeance? Probably not. Oh, no? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Cool. You're not going to say that four, four, 455 times in a row? No. Oh, okay. Anyway, so um, I killed I killed Cloakbird first turn. Um, Swordbird then proceeded to fly over me gotcha. and charge into Asriel. Okay. Which is like... Not great. Uh, not as not a move I support. And he did get plus one attack on him with the psychic power as well. Okay. Um, uh, which is fine. He also got treason of Zinch on his second turn onto one of my talent masters. Wow. Okay. Oh yeah, I was there for that. But like, so he rolled the thing and he got a six and a one, and then he used gaze of fate to re-roll one of the mm. one of those dice to let it own like an eleven or something, right. and he managed to control him. 
But because I am a fucking wrinkled brain to shit, I just, I had my other talent master like within an inch of him. Gotcha. So all he could shoot at was my other talent master. Gotcha. So, which is, which is great. Still have one at the end of it? Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I did, I had both of them at the end of it. Oh, sick. Um, anyway, uh, big burb or the sword burb doesn't kill Azrael. No. By one wound. Like just barely. He got one D, he got, he got a. D three mortals off only once gotcha. on its attacks, and he wounded all four times. Like he hit four times and wounded four times, like Brutal. even on fours. Like I was like, oh come on, oh well, whatever. And so uh, uh, I managed to save three out of four D sixes, right. and he rolled uh, like a three for damage or something like that, which gotcha. was not good. And then I like saved one of them, and then he did two mortal wounds to me, and so I was down to one. Okay. So Asriel like booked it out of there with intractable. <laughs> like yeah. he's like, all right, I I, I didn't even want to like try no. to like <laughs> to pass the test, Hell like no. uh, the leadership test. I'm like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. So he he moved out and then shot him with his plasma and did some damage, and the rest of my army just shot the shit out of him, but Great. didn't die. Okay. And so I had to charge him with uh, heavy intercessors to like tie him up. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Which was uh, not ideal, but again, you, you, you the needs you the needs uh, necessitate. Yeah. Um, and that turn I also killed uh, Alphabet Soup. Got it. Cool. Yeah. Fuck that guy. So that guy was dead. And yeah, the Terminators. <sighs> okay. So anyway, so as this game goes on, I kill basically one single bird every turn. Gotcha. So. By the end of the game, I don't have that much left. My Terminators are still pretty strong. Like, the the Flamers came down. Oh, man. So, turn three. The Flamers come down. Wally's got all of my... Uh, or turn two. He's got my Terminators around. He's like, all right, yeah, I think I'm just going to kill the Terminators this turn. And I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. Sounds Good luck great. with that. Yep. Yeah. And so, uh, the Flamers flamed them and killed two. Yeah. And then the Psychic Powers killed, like, another two. Right. Uh, oh no! Killed one, and then uh, Alphabet Soup charged them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Fucking died. Y- yeah, yeah. He did the he did the many swings, right? But they're D three damage. Okay, and they were minus one, right? So, so just they not, just didn't. Not yeah, not, it no. did, didn't work. And then they killed him on the backswing. Anyway, so the last guy to die was Karios. Karios was gotcha. a, a a pain in the butt to kill, and he had all of the damage. Well, Karios has all the powers for Zinch. Yes, um, which is so good, man. That is such a good ability. Like knowing all six psychic powers, so you never, you always know that you're going to have some, like ability. Anyway, it's it's re- it's really good. It's really cool. I so I think Wally made some mistakes. Like I think he should have kind of stayed back and just tried to kind of do like a shooting match with me. Sure. I don't right. necessarily think that that would have worked out super well for him. Okay. Uh, just because I have enough shooting to where I'm pretty dangerous still at range. Like, yeah. I just have, like, a casual 150 shots or something like that in my army. Right, totally. Real, um, real slim, you know. Easy living. That's right. No, I know I know, I know how it'd be. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, I... I played some stuff badly, though, this game. Like, I should not have left a gap for a giant, huge-based model like like his Lord of Change to fly over my Terminators. There was no reason for me to do that. That's fair. And so I definitely made a mistake there. And then I had a unit of attack bikes in the flank that I, A, forgot to move turn one so that they had line of sight to shoot their multi-meltas mm-hmm. at anything. Brutal. And B, and also be on an objective, like that they were oh. literally two inches away from. Oh, no. Yeah, that was bad. That's and then B... 
I didn't remember to use them against his horrors that were like deep striking onto objectives. And basically he took one whole half of the board from me gotcha. with two units of horrors. And I didn't have to let that happen. Like right. I for- kept forgetting to charge them. They should have been in combat. They should have been doing a bunch of stuff, but gotcha. I fucked that up. So that was my bad. That's fair. Um, yeah. Otherwise it was a, it was a fun game. Um, cool. Really tough. Uh, Wally's a really good player. So, and he did, he did very good. I'm, uh, uh, I think he was partially also sick from getting the COVID shot. He was very sick. He yeah. should not have been there. <laughs> oh, no. So maybe not his best game either, So um, which is fine. But anyway, yeah, it was fun. And so I ended up with another 90-point win. Yes, yeah. 90-60 uh, to you. Yep. Ah, you can almost make a 69. It kind of is. From if you Wally's take away the zero and backwards. From Wally's perspective, it is yeah. 69. <laughs> sure. That's in all the 10th place. John, yeah. what about your last game? So you played uh, one of our teammates, Brandon. Yeah, I played Brandon and his Custodes. And I was pretty worried about this, to be honest, because Brandon has been pretty good. Um, and then Custodes just is, is an army I haven't had a ton of experience against. Right. Whereas, like, I know Death Guard. Like, I know how that shit works. Uh, I know Chaos Space Marines. I know how that works. Custodes, but I don't know. Totally. Um, and I was going against, uh, his list was a very fast Custodes list. So it was like two units of Vertisprater jet bikes, two bike captains, like a couple of men squads of, or like three man squads of, uh, custodians, uh, the stupid Voxilia banner. Um, so like real fast. And like, I'm sitting looking at my army where it's like movement four, movement five. Right. I'm like, Oh no. Oh no. Um, so I just tried to choose, uh, objectives that I knew I could score. Uh, so I went for, um, spread the sickness, engage no fronts, and always let me fight. I figured with the lower model count, uh, spread the sickness was a good choice because he's probably not going to be on all objectives all over the place, so I can pick and choose and totally. and puke over things. Yeah. Um, engage no fronts is a pretty standard one for me. I have to spawn to hold the back, and right. the, the Pogs walkers are fast enough to go out and grab things. Um, and then while we stand, we fight. Uh, which was was like that was a maybe a risk, but then I was like, no, we're we're good. Like those guys will survive. We'll, we'll do good. And he. Sort of fell into the usual trap a lot of the people I put against uh, fall for against Death Guard with taking Assassinate, which seems on the surface like a really good secondary to take against me because I have like six characters. Totally. Mm -hmm. But when you have to work through like 30 ablative Death Shard wounds to even get near those characters, then it gets less good. And they all have... Anti fight me abilities, stuff like anti-fight that. Anti fight me abilities and, and all those things. You know, it's thin their ranks, which against my list is really good because Poxwalker is going to Poxwalk. And he's going to get at least 10 points from that. And then Engage No Friends is pretty good too. Um, so this was a really short game. Um, I actually only played one turn. Um, oh. So Brennan went first. He uh, moved everything up. I uh, got some shots off, uh, wiped out some Pox Walkers. I did some big brain moves. You're going to be proud, Danny. Uh, he shot a squad of Pox. I, I fucking doubt it. <laughs> he shot a squad of Pox. What are my 20 man Pox Walker squads? Yeah. yeah. Um, with his uh, stupid ass uh, Predator Jet Bikes with a bajillion shots. Right. Yep. Um, so I chose to kill down the middle of my squad to move them out of coherency because um, he killed nine of them. Okay. So I killed down, moved the Pox Walker squad out of coherency. Uh, at the end of my turn, removed half of that squad as obviously coherency checks. And then in my turn, um, I then used the uh, Terminus S ability to bring the whole squad back Hell on yeah. the table edge. Okay. Um, which felt pretty good because uh, I needed to clear that space. It was a very... Tim's terrain was so dense. It was great. But trying to do any movement on that table, I had like 
three avenues I could get out. Very subpog. And two of them were Brandon was really good in his deployment. He put all of his models on the side where I was forced to come through three uh, five-inch wide gaps. And that's all I had. Yeah. Um, so I had to move pog walkers really quickly. So it was important to me that they died. Gotcha. Um, so we had a really good turn, killed a bunch of pog walkers. Um, I think killed one Daft Shroud through shots. They're, they're pretty good. Uh, I moved his Praetors up to start grabbing things. Uh, my turn, I moved uh, the, some Pox Walkers to try and charge into the Praetors. Um, this is a really good lesson for me for like reading my opponent's stratagems and kind of understanding how the army works. I charged one squad of Praetors with Pox Walkers because I'm like, you know, I'm just going to Terminus Ast. I'm going to Harbingers, reroll all wounds, sixes or mortals, mm-hmm. take out that squad. Great. Uh, apparently, Stooping Dive is a thing. Yeah, it um, is real. So the second squad of Virtus Praetors, there's a strategy and custodies have where they can charge in my my charge phase, which just seems rude. Um, and then they get to attack before I attack. So yeah. unsurprisingly, uh, my Poxwalkers pretty much got wiped out from that for, right. from that squad there. So I'm like, okay, suboptimal. That's okay. We can still survive. For sure. Um, his next turn, he made uh, a misplay, which pretty much cost him the game. Um, he took both squads. So, uh, as I said, there was very few avenues for me to move. So I had one squad of five or, or a four death shroud sort of blocked in this one area of this, um, ravine. And then one squad of five death shroud blocking this other area of the ravine and then hiding behind a rock. I have a foul blights bomb with stench vats cause death guards got death guard. Yeah. He charged both of those squads with all of his Virtus Praetor jet bikes. Charge them to die. Um, and that's when I'm like, okay, um, so none of those guys count as charging. So he doesn't get to re- re-roll wounds from the spears. Yep. Uh, I'm going to pick this squad over here on the right to fight last. And because you don't count as charging and it's your turn, I want to pick the first activation, which is going to be the death shroud against the squad that isn't fighting last. Yep. Um, also using the tallyman's plus one to hit on one squad, and then there's a stratagem to get plus one to hit for the other squad. Yep. This was the time for the big boy swings, Danny, and yep. I big boy swinged into them, and in one round of combat, wiped out all of his jet bikes. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> that's what happens. It was at that point he decided to call the game. Yeah, because cool. that was his army, pretty much. I mean, they're like a hundred points a model. So. Yeah, eighty-five each. So yeah, near on a thousand points. Yeah. Um, because it was 10 jet bikes, right? It was 10 jet yeah. bikes. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but, like, he, he, I mean, Brandon's a great guy, and he took it really well, and he's like, well, now I know. Yeah, now I know that does. <laughs> to, to never do that. Um, and then, yeah, I ended up taking that one at 98 to, because we, we talked about the rest of it there, uh, 98 to 56. Fucking killer. Is what we took in there. Oh, yeah. Brutal. It was It was brutal, and, like, just looking at it, yeah, just those stench fats. Yeah, that's... that's, that's I'm going to guild that model, and then I'm going to, uh, on the Warhammer app, ask them to add a feature okay. where if I go to print out or share an army list and it doesn't have a stench fat foul blight spawn in there, it's going to put up the little clippy from, from Office. Be like, <laughs> are you sure you want to send I this list to like anyone? I thought it a validation error in Battle's <laughs> Tribe. Like, it your seemed, army doesn't... It seems like you forgot to put in... A, <laughs> It's part the of the spawn. It's part of list construction. It has to be. Yeah, there. it has to be there. That's the footed Viron rule: is you have to have one fall. You actually spawn. have to have three to actually have a fetid Viron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to have one fetid Viron of fall blight spawn. <laughs> the fetid Viron is one of each character or three fall blight spawn. Um, it's not legal otherwise. 
Yeah, it was it was a really good game. Legally allowed. I think my takeaway from the, the <laughs> tournament as a whole, um, I did really well because I put a lot of effort the week leading up to it to read my codex and learn my mm-hmm. stratagems. Right. There's yeah. a ton of shit I wasn't doing before. Like the plus one to hit is a really nice, easy stratagem. Um, the Terminus S one, like on the last game, uh, the, yeah, the last game, I deep struck in Typhus and three. Oh, no, so I did do two turns. Yeah. Uh, so I deep struck in Typhus and three um, Death Shroud uh, into his deployment zone, uh, nine inches away from the uh, three custodians that were holding an objective. Mm-hmm. But then uh, using the Terminus S ability, which again, I'm going through and I'm writing down my own notes of these stratagems to remember them, um, giving me maximum contagion range. Totally. Uh, which really messed up those those custodians there. They do not like being T4. Yeah. Um, Straight out. No, they really don't. So, yeah, I would say that, like, I think I, the only reason I went 3-0 is because I, I spent about an hour a night reading my codex. Well, and, I don't think that's the only reason. There's lots of reasons. And, and making... Sounds like you played well. Well, yeah, I also no played, yeah. Nerd. Yeah, for sure. But also, like, just really trying to have a deeper understanding of my army and how it operates and the different tools I can use. Totally. Like, killing my poxwalkers out of coherency so I can bring them back where I want them and, and right. stop a traffic jam. Um, and really, for the list I'm running and the list in general I run, um, just not really caring when shit dies. Yeah, yeah. It's it's important not to get too emotionally, you know, <laughs> attached to your models. Not even sure. the twenty assholes I had to paint that week to nope. get ready for this thing. Welcome. Yep. Their death is my victory. Yeah. So yeah. end of the day, I went three and zero with uh, two hundred and seventy points. Danny, I also went three and zero with two hundred and seventy points. Oh no. <laughs> I'm sensing some drama. <laughs> this so, is now the end of the podcast forever. That's it. We're done. It's I over. quit. Yep. So John's John's strength of schedule was just was a little bit higher than mine by uh, by point zero three. Is that right? Point zero three. Yeah, and probably. I was looking at it. The only reason my strength of schedule was higher was because Tim went one and two. Yeah, and Micah went two and one. Yes, all of my opponents went two and one. One of your points went one and two. Well, that's not true. Isn't it? No. Marty didn't go two and one. Technically, because he had the bye. Counts as a win. He went one and two. Oh, he went one. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, it's both of those things. So, it's Micah winning both of his other games. Yep. One of which was against Marty. Yes. And then Tim, like, really not kicking his, his weight and losing the game to Brandon. Um, by like two points. Really? Yeah. So Tim didn't know how banners worked. Like, oh. so he could have like taken down, I think he could have taken down some banners on objectives, gotcha. like by controlling them, but never bothered. Oh. And okay. so Brandon was able to score a bunch of points every turn. And then he like, it ended up being like a four point swing on banners on the last turn because of banners that Tim could have potentially taken down. Wow. Okay. I think that's what I remember. I was kind of in the room for gotcha. that. Um, so that sucks. Like, it's just, uh, I mean, he should know that stuff though. That's, that's important to know that. So come on, Tim. Yeah, no kidding. But you know, Hey, whatever. Like, and, uh, Marty getting a buy first round. Yeah. So that guy who only came in and played one game, it's your fault. Fuck you. 
<laughs> I'm, j- I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. kidding. Yeah. But if you do no, get a if you do get a paid subscription from BCP, who thank you uh, for for helping out the podcast here, uh, you'll be able to find out who that person is and track them down. Yep. Don't do not track them down. No, you don't, you don't, can don't if do you want. Don't, don't, don't do that. No. Um, His but name it. No. I think like <laughs> between the two of us, yeah. Uh, you played against uh, GT winner, frequent RTT winner. No, no, Kempner. I mean, like a really good tournament player. Yeah, Kempner's a good tournament player. And then frequent winner slash really good demon player. Yep. Well, I mean, he won demon, or I don't know if he won demons last year for IDC. He was pretty close. He was pretty close. And then uh, Tim won best best chaos space marines. Uh, yep, he won like five and one uh, twenty twenty LVO. Yeah, yeah, he did good. So like good good players for sure. But you know, dude, John, you did awesome. Like you deserve yeah, accolades for doing. Well. I, I will say points that I did. Micah also went five and one at LVO. Well, all right, let's not talk about that. I guess LVO does suck after all. <laughs> um, dude, it only sucks if you can't make seventy five percent plus of your four plus invulnerable saves. Oh yeah, statistically perfect. Statistically. Um, but yeah, so now, like, I think I've told you, Danny, like, I know, uh, like, I submerged you a little bit. I think I told you, it was like, I can never play you again so we can keep this narrative going. So, John, at the yeah. start of this event, is like, Danny, I'm going to submarine the fuck out of you so hard. This Okay, event. and I, I was... And this gen- is the second time this awesome. has happened now. So, like... <laughs> second time in a row. Yeah. I'm like, uh, is it a joke? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I feel Maybe like the next RTT, plan. they'll let me put out a challenge. There's a oh, oh. no, <laughs> oh no no. Knock it out immediately. So yeah, John d- declines second the second time in a row. Yeah, I've literally told you I'm going to submarine past you and win. So I think just being really arrogant about it is is my way to go. I guess this right. That's how you get yeah. to seventy five. Yeah. You just be just, arrogant. Yeah, just be it's arrogant. True. It's true. I'm going to take second. All ritual. I can feel is rage. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll try and submarine next next time. I just want to see you do that. You're going to be like, and I'm going to move here. You know, you're not going to score that. I'm sorry. I didn't ask you for advice. I told you where I'm moving. (laughs) I'm going to take laugh. We both win with like 50 points. I'm going to take psychic ritual. You don't have any psychers. Shut the fuck up. Don't fucking talk. Don't tell me me what to do, (laughs) bitch. Oh man. Okay. We're going to take, uh, it was a lot of fun though. Bore the witch. Oh yeah. (laughs) I have no psychers. It's fine. This sounds like a gangbuster situation. It was. Oh, oh yeah. You're going to randle it. Too soon. Um, it was a lot of fun. The tables were great. The terrain was packed. Yeah, yeah. Tim did a good um, job. Yeah, that was a really fun event. If anything, there was too much terrain. Oh, I would honestly actually Tim. agree. Like, which is crazy for me to say. I've never said that before. No, but it did feel, man, it was it was it very was, packed. You know what, though? I would rather have that much terrain than not enough. That's fair. Me for too, sure. because all my stuff is very squishy. Um, let me load something up here. Um, actually, oh, we're going to go to Ennis. Oh, okay. Who cool. is going to tell us some new exciting things that I definitely have pre-edited before having you guys around to record. So you'll for sure hear it. <laughs> and he's going to be telling us uh, how to maximize our points, uh, which seems pretty good. Oh, yeah. shit. I should have listened to that before the tournament. It wasn't recorded until Tuesday. It's fine. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Lo-Fi Beats to Get Good To. I'm Ennis, and I am this week going to be talking about a topic that's very, very unrelated to the current state of the game. Frankly, you'll be shocked to hear that this is what I'm talking about. So, this week's episode is about how to win games when you're at a disadvantage going in, whether that's based on lists or any other combination of factors, 
and also how to win games when you find yourself in a losing position during the game. So, the first step to this is identifying when you're in a losing position. That's generally fairly easy to do in a lot of situations, but there are times where it can be quite difficult. The first is if you have a bad secondary plan, or you have a bad primary plan against your opponent, whether that's based on the mission, their army, whatever. If you look at your points and you're thinking, I'm probably going to score 30 primary this game, my opponent's going to score 45, and I'm going to score 20 secondary, my opponent's going to score 30, you're at a disadvantage going in. That's one of the very easy ways to see it. The other way that very commonly comes up is you're just at a list mismatch. You're playing demons, your opponent's playing great knights. It happens. And there are definitely steps that you can take to try and mitigate this impact. The other way that you can find yourself as an advantage is when you have like a bad turn or your opponent has a really good turn in the game and you find yourself in a position where you thought you were even or you thought you were slightly ahead and now suddenly you're behind. Both of these things can come up either before or during a game and they're often quite disheartening. You feel like you're, you don't have a chance to win the game because of some bad dice swings, some maybe a poor tactical blunder and now you're like, oh, I'm stuck in this game for two more hours. How do I win this game? Or you go into the game straight up and you just don't have a chance. So here are three generally fairly comfortable topics to talk about when you are in these positions. So the first is to take super high variance plays. Now this is not normally something that I would advocate because when you're in a game and you're either slightly ahead or or even, or especially when you're ahead, taking a play that's like a 50-50 coin flip or even like a, sometimes you just got to hit 11 and charge to win the game, you know? Um, when you're in a losing position, if you know you're going to lose anyway and you're playing in a singles format where the only thing that matters is the winner or the loss and the points margin doesn't matter, why not go for some big swing plays? Um, you are at no disadvantage by going for them. It's very important to be able to recognize situations where you might be able to just spike four hits on a, on a four shot gun and then win four times and they fill four saves and you win the game off of that. Uh, that might not be a safe play, it's definitely not a safe play, but if it's the only play you have that leads to you being in a winning position, it's the one you should take in that situation. And being able to look for those plays is very important. Whether that's hitting a turn one charge at long distance or nailing three invulnerable saves on the way in from overwatch that you really shouldn't if it's the only situation that leads to you winning the game that is the play you should take and taking those high variance plays is one way that you can bring down the average skill level required to win a game because sometimes it will just work and you will look really good at 40k as you make this hail mary play that just really works when you're playing against an opponent who's better than you a list that's better than you this is one way that you can bring them back down at a higher win rate than you would have if you just played the game normally. The second way that I want to talk about is taking very uninteractive secondaries and things like that. So you just play a non-game. Um, you might take something like Wobby's Time We Fight, raise banners and engage in all fronts and just hope your opponent takes secondaries that require them to engage and then just play the mission to the utmost. Even though you maybe shouldn't win it, you then just don't worry about killing anything. You Maybe you get tabled on turn four or turn five or all you've got left at the end of the game is like two Wobby Stanley fights and sometimes that's enough to clinch you over the line especially if your opponent took interactive secondaries and you were able to play a game where you just said no we're not doing this today this is also a great idea for team formats um, if you're in a really bad matchup you just play to get points uh, obviously in singles you still have to get over the line and get one more point than they do but there's always the chance they take bad secondaries even if they have a better list than you and then in-game, what that looks like, if you find yourself in that position like mid-turn two or turn three, is that you just castle, you 
stop spending resources, try and go for one big swing turn on turn 5, where you grab the 15 primary to knock them down to a 5. Go for the swings, save your resources, try and do them all in one big punch, rather than what can happen, which is you just kind of eke out, you stay even, you stay even, you stay kind of even on turn 2, you stay kind of even turn 3, you stay kind of even turn 4, and then turn 5 you collapse. You try to stay slightly behind for turns 2 and 3, and then turn 4 and 5 when you've got all your resources saved up, and they're still using theirs, you now suddenly have more resources than them and you can come out swinging and try and swing the game on that last bat, the last turn. The third option, and one that kind of sucks and isn't one that people like talking about, is for specifically when you go into a game and you know you're at a disadvantage. And that is deploying the line and pray to go first. It's not always a great plan, but it is one that you should always be considering because if you're going into a game and you can't win a fair game, don't play a fair game, right? It's the same advice as number one. But I'm specifically calling this one out because it's something that people should do more often, especially into armies like Dark Eldar right now, where if they go first, they have an 86% win rate. Odds are you're not beating them anyway. So why not coin flip it? Try and get that first turn, try and deliver a crippling blow and try and win that way. Um, when that manifests in during the game, it's kind of like, you know, just run at them. Turn two, you just take your turn two and you've had a bad turn one you just go screw it we're going balls in you're going balls deep this turn and you just see what happens it's probably not going to work but if it's a higher win rate play if you will lose the game nine times out of ten playing normally and you only lose it two two eight times out of ten doing it this way you've just doubled your odds of winning you know so those are some things to think about in terms of how to win a game you're losing and they're not going to work all the time that's absolutely not the case because you're already losing this game you can fundamentally treat it as lost going in, or you can try and take the high variance plays and the plays that don't feel like they should work and see if they do. And you'll win more games than you would have otherwise. Because if you take no risks, well, you're just gonna lose, right? So why not take a risk? It'll make you a better player in the long run as well because you'll get to do some limit testing. So even if you lose, you get to find out, well, that actually did work and that was kind of average and that should work every time. And then you can take that into your next game and really apply it and just become better overall doing things like this okay everybody thank you very much john and danny and back to you <laughs> we're back and that was like just the great cut i wish i really started recording like two minutes earlier but that, that's fine um crab. double record crab. <laughs> we want the crab Hey, so we, we have Taylor here here yeah, for a reason, and that's... Oh, no. Nah, we just wanted to have him on. He's and that is not just to have him listen to us tell him about how we played games. You can't, you can't lie to me. That's fair. Um, You're right. We're, we're You're back adopted. for more... <laughs> All knowledge is contained within my mind palace. We are back for more Taylor, um, and after popular demand, I will not be uh, reusing the air horn oh, okay. to, to get us back on topic here. Fine. Um, what? Oh, I, come on, I like the air horn. I thought that was the funniest part. Um, many, many people thought that it broke their headphones because um, <laughs> apparently the leveling wasn't great on that there. Cool. Do you want me to air horn? Like, but acapella? You, John, you can just scream. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to like, ah. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, so we <gasps> asked Taylor to come back and we were like, hey, what do you want to read? What do you want to talk about? Um, I chose poorly. Yeah. yeah. It was originally yeah. nihilism, but then I don't know why we got on... What? How do you say your name? Who? A Raphael. It says Ephriel Stern. Ephriel. Ephriel Stern. Dude, I have a really hard time. Like, 
putting it together. Yeah, like making her name into a voice, like being able to pronounce her name. Like, because in my head, it's Arafel, but it, I don't know why. It, it's not pronounced that way. There's no reason I'm putting an extra R in there. No. I know that conceptually. Yeah. The book, but I can't fucking help myself. The book lady said it to me, and that's how I know. Yeah. Ephriel Stern, <laughs> The Heretic Saint by David Annandale, which is a audiobook. Uh, specifically, uh, six hours long. So yes. thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, uh, tell us about uh, Ephriel Stern, The Heretic Saint. Listen, all right, cool. So there are parts of this book I really like, namely being the setup, which is uh, Imperial forces having to deal with reality in Imperium Nihilus. Like having, yeah. having to deal with the idea that we don't even know if the Imperium is still alive. We have no idea what's left. How do we how do we as Imperials deal with that and move forward? Uh, I think it's a really cool concept. Yeah, you just have to ask the Eldar, it turns out. Right. Yeah, you just have to drop that concept twenty five percent way through the book. <laughs> That's I so so all right. So in this book, yeah, yeah. Yvrain. Yeah. True. She is Gulliman's girlfriend. A glo- yeah, Gulliman's go- girlfriend. Thank you. Or yeah. just side beast, or I don't know what, whatever. She's a newsie. I don't know what that means. She is there to she's explain gossiping. what's going. Yeah, yeah. she. So oh, she's the narrator. So yeah, so like, um, Ephriel Stern. You might have seen her Black Library model right. um, with the wonderful uh, Harlequin, who I assume is pronounced. It's actually Kangle. Ka- Kangle like that. <laughs> Kiagonal? Kiagonal. Because Kangle's a kind of hat. I was thinking of the exercise. (laughs) A Kegel? Oh, Kegel. Kegel, yeah. I just call him a traitor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, Ephriel Stern and and Kegel have been traveling through the webway. Uh, Their ultimate goal is to get to the Black Library. Right. Um, So Ephriel Stern can please deposit the 700 souls that currently inhabit our body. Download them, if you will. Download them. You wouldn't download a sister of battle. (laughs) I would download 700 of them. Oh. Can't be Be stopped. Because of some uh, um, prior prior storytelling, something happened and she has inherited the souls of 700 sisters of battle. I can tell you if you want to. Please do. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, so she was, she used to be a seraphim, which is a cool type of sister. Um, that's the ones with the backpacks, I right? Like them. They're fun. They got double, they go blam, blam. Yeah. I like blam, blam. They blam, blam. Anyway. The poke pokes are better though, right? Yeah. So anyway, uh, there was this place, I don't know. Uh, and they, there was a sister's convent there and they lost, they lost, they, Jesus Christ. They lost contact with the sisters there. There's like 700 of them. Uh, and so she's and said, they're of a particular order, right? They're not like normal battle sisters. No, I don't. Uh, I think they're. I don't. I'm not going to pretend to remember, honestly. Uh, Martyred lady, I think, right? Sure. Uh, that's their order. They oh, were some. Well, they were some. T- the Haradrim sisters. Oh, the Harem sisters. Cool. That's like a. Yeah, it's like a dragon. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What what's the here. What's the lore keeper? No, Haradrim are like are in Lord of the Rings. They're the dudes who ride the elephants. Oh God, you're but right. What are the? Uh, uh, you're welcome, the, Russell. <laughs> yeah, that was just for you, Russell. Um, so what are what are the order in Diablo that like they keep the knowledge? You know, like Cain was one of them. You're looking at me like I've ever played Diablo. Dicks. Gee, am I the only one who? Jesus Christ! All right. 
Well, it seems Am to me I the like only one who makes obscure references no one else understands? No, Danny, I'm also here. <laughs> and Taylor's here too. Vaguely. Um no no, but they seem like they're a repository for knowledge. Like yeah. they're like maybe like not dialogus, but like I, one I, of the other like non combat orders of sisters. Yeah, I I honestly don't remember. It I read that comic like a bajillion years ago. They're like sc- scribes. Yeah. Scribs. Uh, so there's scribes, scribble scrabbles. So there's a, there's a keeper down there, and the keeper takes all the sisters, uh, flays them, as and, you do, right, and then makes a cage out of them. Dope. So that uh, they can share all of their like pain, but the demon doesn't seem to realize that by making them share consciousness, they can also share their faith. So like they all in the pain cage of their own skin, which we hate. Um, right. Right. As you remember well. That's a reference. <laughs> um, are, like, able to share their faith and keep themselves, like, not crazy. I don't know how you do that. Being How strongly do you have to believe in something not to be driven crazy, being turned into a pain cell uh, of bones? Not only that, they're also, like, plunged into chaos, like, itself. So they... They absorbed a bunch of like all of the lore of chaos, uh, and then she, oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. And so when uh, she gets captured by the keeper and she gets put in the cage, and then the sisters like we're alive, fucking here, you want this? Yeah, for sure, take my soul. This isn't really fun here. This is gonna be less fun for you. <laughs> I'm now. bored of this now. Can I? Will you take? Will you take this from me? I'd like to leave. Uh, and so all of the seven inside your skull, as uh, I dislike right. my skin. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hello? And then all the sisters' souls jump inside of her soul, I think. Something like that. Yeah. And so she That knows, sounds right. Yeah. And then she dies. But then she's fine. Uh, and then she That's dies. only the first time. That That's a dies. recurring theme for everyone's journey. Yeah. And then she dies again. She dies. Un- unrelated to the right. first time. I think the ex- Inquisition executes her. A really bad yeah, that fall. that sounds right. And then she's fine. Yep. Um, and then she awakens her big psychic powers and... One stupid thing is that she gives so much power to a, a Calexus that he explodes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like, you guys remember Metal metal Cooler and Vegeta? It's like, it's like no, that. I don't. Cool. What is that? Is that a Dragon Ball Z reference? Yeah. <laughs> oh, done. So, thanks for listening to the last yeah. title I will ever have. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's my fault. My bad. She's the Mento to his Diet Coke. Oh. Also, Kyagonil is there. Oh, excuse me, Kegel. Kegel is there at some point. Yeah. Uh, and he gives her a five of feeling of pain. Um, for some reason. For yeah. some reason. And then they go into the webway, and their goal is to deposit all of her knowledge into the whole of the Black Library. All right. right. So we're, now up. we're on the normal book. Yes. Yeah. Caught up. All right. Did his voice piss you off? The act, like the voice that she used to do the elf, it like made me so mad. I, I tried to listen to it, and it was so fucking it dumb. Sounded like a, a foppish fifteenth-century Englishman. I go back and forth on loving it and hating it. I currently, I think I'm in the loving it stage. Oh, yeah, I think it's fun. I've also been Stockholmed into enjoying it. My favorite thing is this uh, Harlequin, disgrace, no troop. He's taking Ephraim Stern to the Black Library. Yep. It's like, I'll take you through the webway. You know where you're going, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, a hundred years later. Literally. <laughs> yeah, where are we? I don't know. Literally cut to a hundred years later. The gang 
ends up in the well, black he's library. like, oh, but all the ways are blocked and like, right. you know, it's destroyed and I don't know where I'm going. That's maybe oh, an awful lot of warp shit over here. Can't go that way anymore. Mm. Got to go to Prastus. Praxis. Want to go to Prastus? So I think the one thing that really bugs me about, and I don't think it's about this book, but about like Sisters Battle in general. Yes. Is just the whole faith aspect. They talk about oh, that why? a lot. Just because, okay, they're it's used in a way to explain things that shouldn't be explained. We're going to go here. Why? Because I believe we need to go it. here. Well, yeah, the emperor is telling them. Yeah, the emperor protects or whatever. He's not alive. And especially not Nihilus. You don't know that. Pretty sure. His soul is really big. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's huge. Fortress. Just, you've never seen a soul as big as the Emperor's. That's fair. Oh, and at the start, uh, Stern does take on a um, Great Unclean One. Right. Actually, that battle was pretty dope. This pretty, cool. is really good. Uh, so the first thing to establish about Stern is that she is actually an anime character. The most powerful human in all of existence. Yeah, yeah. or if you're not an anime. Right. She's a Mephiston. She's Captain Marvel. That too. Yeah, or she's just a character from the current Fast and the Furious franchise where she keeps doing ridiculous things that should kill her. Cool. Can they fly and shoot shit out of their hands, though? uh, I'm sorry. Uh, He jumps over a bridge onto a tank doing 80 miles an hour. Sick. Yeah. Okay. That's impossible. It's believable comparatively to somebody that actually flying. None of those movies past the first one were believable. John, the, somebody has jumped out of an airplane and lived. In the first movie, they, they steal... The in right. the first Fast and Furious movie, they steal a shipment of VHS players. And then people buy them. It's not believable. But anyway, the fight Things with have the, changed, John. The fight with the demon, sure, yeah. it was is dope, dude. Really well done, and yeah. the de- and the I liked that they made the great unclean one just a little bit different in that he had an axe. Yeah, yep. yeah. I think I might be just completely wrong here, but I think he is a character from the Celestine book. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he shows up. At, so Celestine has to go through four trials, and I'm nearly positive he's the Nurgle trial. Ah, I, I okay. could be, I could be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure. Um. Yeah, she DBZ flies at him, and like does a big anime blast, and then cuts his head in half. It was yep. really, it was a lot cooler than that. But we don't have a lot of time. I can't read the whole book to you. Yeah, that's yeah. Fair. yeah right. It's fair. We don't have six hours and nineteen minutes. <laughs> we don't have that time. We can't literally play the auto. <laughs> Pretty sure we got a season. This is. We should try. Yeah, we'll do. Um, so she stay tuned to. Taylor Part Two, where we just play the audiobook. <laughs> oh, oh, that's fine. That's better than what I'm doing. Um, no, uh, it's not. But we also we meet an, an Inquisitor, uh, Inquisitor Mark oh, Zuckerberg. Yes, uh, Inquisitor Otto Dagoth is my favorite character in this book. He's, he's really great. Actually, he's, awesome. he's a great character. I'm, I'm, I'm a really big fan of him. I hope he shows it more. Yeah. Uh, so his whole deal is he's an Ordo Xenos guy. Uh, so imagine, okay, I want you to put put in your brain, take okay. Dr. Freeze from the 1995 Batman comic and combine him with an iron hand and then throw him into about 120 years of battle. No, the Space Marine just literally one hand made of iron. If that's what you want. That is not how I pictured him. Oh, God. I, I pictured him like... <laughs> I pictured him like Belisarius Call with a lizard face. Okay, all right. I pictured him because they said he was scarab like. Oh, 
and that he has fake ar- like big fake arms. <laughs> yeah. Because he lost his arms well, like, like hundreds yeah. of years ago. Was he ago. in power armor too? Yeah. So I pictured him like a crab. Oh. Like a crab person. Like with uh like like but yeah, but like with a mi- little Mr. Freeze head. Right? They spend a lot of time talking about his lizard face. And how he is his, the skin on his face is dead. Yeah. But he has electro hooks. Like, He's got hooks in his mouth to let him smile and talk. Yeah, which is fucking sick. He also, he had a friend once. He did. A uh, his friend. inquisitor friend. His inquisitor friend died. And he got really sad first. He got really sad about it, but then decided the best way to remember his friend was to take his dead body, turn it into a servitor, whose sole function is to repeat the last thing you said in the form of a question. So like he, amazing, he can't. The servitor can't even fight. He's like a monotask to just repeat what mm-hmm. you said last in the form of a question. Why do you think X? Well, let me explain to you, dead guy. It's because we have to go do this. Why do we have to go do silence? <laughs> he keeps telling it to <laughs> shut up throughout the whole book. Yeah, but what about when it's hot? When it speaks and it's like out of rhythm, right? And he f- has a fucking meltdown about it. Yeah, he like freaks out about it. Uh. So Dago, Dagoboth, Dagoboth, Jesus Christ. That's Dagoboth. where Yoda lives. Yeah. Da- no, Dagoboth. We're yeah. going to go with this. Inquisitor yeah. Dagoboth. <laughs> cool. <laughs> he's really cool. I really like him. And yeah, he's got like multi-jointed, horrible, like arachnid arms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and his favorite thing. To That's do- what I'm saying. Crab. Yeah, crab. All Inquisitors eventually evolve into crab. Yeah, <laughs> they can't help that it. That is a fact. Even if they're not actually crabs. Right. They eventually become crab-like. It's the it's the only way. It's the natural path of evolution. Yep. That's how evolution goes. Crab, crab. Um, what else? Lobster. Oh, he, he also no. wears C- only crab. Yeah, crab. <laughs> we don't need lobsters here. We don't do that. Sorry. We don't. We don't do. We that don't here. do that here. <laughs> We're crab people. We are crab people. All right. Sorry. sorry. Uh, I forgot what I was saying about him. Other than that, his favorite thing to do is smile at people. Yeah, because it creeps them the fuck out. It's really horrible to look at. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Because he's also filed his teeth into points. Right. Also true. Um, I think he describes his own body as um, it functions, and that's that's all I need. I don't give a shit about it at all. Other than that, uh, so he's cool. I like him a lot. I think my favorite thing about it, well, this is also the second book in a row we've done where a random Hell Drake attacks uh, a, right. a vessel. Yep. Um, but he, eventually he gets and he meets up with uh, Stern and, and Kai Eagle. Um, and then he is just so painfully honest uh, with Stern. Yeah. I'm like, I love you. You are now my favorite character about this book. This should be purely about you and your adventures. Agreed. So his whole goal is... He can't find anything else in the Imperium because Lamal Nihilus. <laughs> and he can't go in the warp. He hasn't been able to go in the warp for like over 100 years. Right, because his ship is super fucked because, I mean, Lamal Nihilus. Right. Um, and so he's been chasing Stern and her and like what she's been doing for the past 100 years. Um, and he finally catches up with her. And he figures that the, the most efficient way to manipulate her is to just be extremely honest. Yep. And like painfully so to the point where she's distrustful of his honesty. Yeah. Because it's too honest. It's too honest. You're telling me too many. You're telling me how much of a fucking bastard you are. What's up with that? Do you think my Harlequin's friend likes that skin? He hates it. Yeah. Well, can you do exterminatus? Yeah. So at the end of the parasta scene, she's like, 
okay, well, this place is super fucked. We need to kill it. And he's like, cool, whatever. And she's like, so can your ship? Can it do the exterminatus? And he just straight up laughs at her. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, next scene is like cyclonic torpedoes coming down to fucking <laughs> blow up all the like the major mountain range. Like, yes, if I could exterminatus, <laughs> just fucking burst out laughing. <laughs> Bitches be wild now over you, here. You fucking yeah, but like the entire conversation between the Inquisitor and Ephraim Stern was just like, look, we're all fucked over here. Everyone's yeah, fucked. Come with me will at least be either completely fucked or unfucked together. Oh, he also refers to her as the Holy Terror, uh, which took me a while to get <coughs> because the reader's accent is not mine. Um, oh, see, uh, I got it right away, but then again, I'm used right. to that thing. I'm not. So, uh, yeah, the Holy Terror, which is, I don't know. No one in the free world is. That's fair. Not me. <laughs> I listen to it in the metric system, so it's fine. <laughs> I would rather die. Frankly, <laughs> how many <laughs> how many kiloseconds long is 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 this, John? <laughs> so many. How many milli hours did it take to listen? So to many. This? So um, they meet up with Yvrain. Yep. Yvrain uh is in this story essentially the opening scroll to Star Wars. Yeah. Where all she does is really let them know everything that's going on. Um, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, Gulliman's back. I brought him back to life. No big. And Ephra Stern just, like, wets herself with, like, oh, my God, it's so amazing. <sighs> so, yeah, so the first part of the book is, like, there's a big theme of, like, what the fuck do we do with ourselves? How do we know what to do? How do we know anything? Because the Imperium might just be gone. How do we survive in a universe where the Imperium might be gone? And then in four and a half chapters in, Kyagonal is like, well, we just go talk to your brain. I can just do that. <laughs> I can't find the Black Library. I can find this one random Eldari. I'll just go. We can just go talk to your Rain. Yeah, like anytime. Yeah, it's fine. Like she, we could have done this like ninety years don't, ago. Don't bring your sword and don't bring that Inquisitor with the Eldar skin cloak. Yeah, but other, other than that, other, yeah, whatever. Other than that, it's fine. Fucking Buffalo Bill's got to stay behind, but then we can, <laughs> we can get everything else. It's going. fine. It was the Dark Elder guys. Don't worry about it. So uh, they go do that. They yeah. just they just go talk to your Rain. Uh, and your brain is like, well, first off, Gulliman's back. Jesus. I brought Jesus back to life. It was me. Um, also, the Imperium still exists, so we can just drop that. You're fine. Have fun. Dude, don't worry about your existential crisis. Yeah. Solved. Ex Solved. Existential terror? Over. It's fine. It's garbage anyway. Um, oh, and the reason they do this is because Stern is having visions of the great nothing, right? Oh, yeah. Just blackness everywhere. Yeah, just complete emptiness. And yep. she, um she doesn't know how to interpret that, so they go find your brain. <sighs> Fucking Lamau, they go find her. Jesus Christ. Um, and so she's like, well, I already helped you out with the Jesus thing. But uh, uh, when the God, time... do I have to do everything for you? <laughs> yeah, I already brought back one of your gods. Fuck, what do I have to do? Something more? Fine, whatever. Um, uh, fine. Fine? Fine. But Kegels? Kegel? You have to go get a solitaire for me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he pieces out halfway through the book. He, sooner. <laughs> Which was uh, like, you have your own model. Your guys are a set. No. Why are you breaking he's, up already? They're out. Bye-bye. Uh, Maybe the accent was really hard for her to do for long periods of time. Maybe. Good, because it was fucking annoying as shit. <laughs> or God, was it was the greatest garbage. thing you ever heard? No, it was not. The greatest thing I've ever heard. Is the album Return by the Impossibles. You know who did and lead vocals on that? 
Kai Heigl? No. 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 <laughs> Kangle the elf. <laughs> Kegel the elf. Whatever. Conqueror king. Yeah, but so like this the the this uh uh show elf pieces out to go find a solitaire. <laughs> he becomes an elf on the shelf and then we can move on with the actual story. And then we move on with the story where like uh they drop uh FRL Stern out of the web on this fucking like ship. On the ship, yeah. And it's just like, okay, uh, I guess find your own way around now. Cool. Bye. Good luck. Good luck. Hope this guy likes you. Uh <laughs> And the information she gives, and that's him. where I—that's as far as I got in this book. Oh, so good. Okay. All my commentary oh, my. from oh, later on oh, is colorful. You missed <laughs> the best parts. Okay. Yeah. I Taylor, die, though. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. You should. So, uh, they decide to like. They need to make it back to Sanctus. They do, but no navigators work because right. uh, you obviously everything fell apart. Um, so Ephriel staring goes, "Okay, I'm gonna go pray." She prays. Oh, she does it. God. And she's like, she we're, sees a big nothing. We're gonna go this way." And they're like, are you insane? Like, don't worry about it. Just jump to the warp. So they, they drive up to the wall of the Cicatrix Maledictum, right? Like, imagine. Okay. So go. Yeah. No, if it were a wall. Right. Yeah. So like Which in, it is. So like in the, it's in, not. In the big time wall. God damn it. See? Yeah. If they drive. I, don't, I have no idea who time how time works. You, did, you didn't read further. <laughs> you didn't read further. It's a wall. They That's explain it later in the book. All right. Yeah. It's a big wall. So they drive up to the big wall. And in the multitude of horrifying warp storms, mm-hmm. Stern is like that one. We're going to go into that one. What? Are you sure? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Why? We'll all die. Literally all of us will die. <laughs> Please don't make us do this. <laughs> I I feel like I don't need to explain to you that all of us will fucking die if we go in there. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> <laughs> you, my day is ruined. And my disappointment is immeasurable. But no, so... Like, uh, the Inquisitor's just like, oh, cool, trust her. We're all going to die, but let's do it. Let's do it. I guess this is fine. Uh, no, it's smoothest travel ever. Straight on through. Literally, he describes it as the smoothest warp jump he's ever had. <laughs> so, they come out <laughs> on the other side, at <laughs> an Imperium Sanctus. Um, oh, what was the what was the planet called again? I have literally no idea. All right, they come, but, but like, the Afro starts like, where are we going? We're going to go to this planet. Why? The, the emperor guides me. Because we ended up here. They're like, okay, but really why? The emperor guides me. And yep. that, I think that's my only thing is like, they would ask her clarifying questions throughout this book. Her answer every single time was, the emperor told me. I am the emperor's sword, sir. So I mean. Yeah, the emperor's sword. But has he told her that she's his sword at Wait this point? Wait till the end oh, of the book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. So we show up at this planet. This planet is under a chaos assault. Uh, cultists just everywhere like like cockroaches is coming out of the walls right. so okay so this so is so exterminatus again right Lamau, oh, no. That, no they ran out of exterminatus missiles yep. in the last planet that's why he oh, la- did he say that they yeah. literally ran out of oh, all okay. the exterminatus models that's why he laughed because he could do it once yeah i guess <laughs> like oh, really fuck com- i have to use it for this one oh no really confident one time uh so yeah they show up on this planet and it's in the path of the privacy fleet of indominus mm-hmm uh, and they're and they scan it. They do all their magic. Like you know what? That planet would be super easy to take. That's a fucking bitch baby invasion right there. That's nothing. Yeah. So we'll send uh, one commentary of Sisters of Battle, which I believe is like two hundred two hundred some sisters. Yeah, it's not very many. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and so they land on the planet, and it turns out actually the entire planet has fallen into chaos. Yeah. And every wall is a demon engine. Oops. Oops. That. That sucks. Every wall? Yes. Every wall. All the streets. 
All the pipes and organs are actually demon engines. So we have like the sisters. Like, what? Like, so it was the order of our, our martyr lady, right? Uh, which is Ephraim Stern's old order. She it was is. thrown out of for yep. being a de- uh, heretic. For being tainted by the warp. Yep. So she comes down. She saves their asses. She, and she does a Thor landing, right? Yeah, yeah. Where, Superhero like, landing. She lands on the ground in a giant burst of energy. Yeah. Comes out and fries everything. She's yeah. real strong. Right. Um, and so, and then our martyr lady are like, oh my God. Oh, fuck you. It was you. Oh, you, you fucking. You suck. Hello? And they make this plan to defend Hello? this. Hello? To defend this port. So they, they all go to defend this this church. Um, and the whole time, like, oh, fuck you. No, the, you. You're the worst. Right. And then Inquisitor is like, well, I think she's a saint. Yeah. So okay. and Ephraim turns like fuck you. So there there is a fun scene there where the so Ephraim has just done a big magic and saved a bunch of sisters. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the the Canis is there and the Inquisitor shows up to like facilitate the the meeting between Ephraim and her estranged sisters because she's I mean she's been kicked out of the order for like hundreds of years. Right. Um. And so it's from his perspective. And his perspective the entire time is really interesting. It's like how I how, how do I use my language uh, to manipulate these sisters? How do I plant these ideas of her being a saint? Which is which is cool. I mean, he's an inquisitor. You figured he'd be good at it, right? So, um, and so he does that. He uh, he uses like language to imply that she's holy and that she's a saint, and whatever. And at the end of the conversation, he just calls her a saint. Uh, and the canonist is not fucking happy about that, but she's like, whatever, fine. She did a big anime magic. I guess she can stay. Um, and so they, oh God, they go to, what is that building called? Do you remember? It was, um, a, a chapel, right? Is yeah. It's a big like church. Yeah. But it's fortified for mega war. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a like big, most things are mega board. church one. Uh, it's, it's got like <laughs> demolisher cannons coming out the sides and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's fucking sick. Um, does it have tracks? Actually? Yes. Yeah. Not that it walks on, but the guns go on it. Yeah. Cool. Oh, okay. Um, Are we getting to the, the assault? Not yet. Okay, because that's the best part. Of the that is actually the best part. Uh, well, I, I guess actually we are right there. Um, so they set up camp in the in the thing, and then like the planet reacts to F.R.L. Stern being there. Right? Like uh, a big attack is signaled. Yeah. They're like, this is a major threat. Um, and so they post up in there, and then from like the east... Um, yeah, yeah. Look to the east on, on the, the, on the, the, the horns day. of the Uruk high sound <laughs> or, or just demon engines, right? Mostly demon engines, but also, but also, uh, singing, singing. Yeah. Lots of singing. So wait, oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. So when you say the demon engines are coming, do you mean like pipes are like rolling down the street the street no 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 like rippling and turning it like transforming no like real life like bad game demon engines like mauler fiends forge fiends yeah mauler fiends show up there's a really cool attack scene with a hell drake right um but yeah they hear this singing there's this really disturbing singing um and so i was at 750 uh dead sisters of battle right have been reanimated and are marching on the uh on the church singing a song that is infecting the sisters and tainting them from right. the outside. Big despair. Yeah. Uh, they're well, the big side of it. They're, uh, they, they're just, I think one of the sisters describes them as like screaming with our own voices or something like that. Do they, do they have lyrics to the song? Like, is that they written do down? Like no. Tom Bombadil? No. Like, okay. Right, I'm just curious. Um, and they're not 
nicely reanimated. No. They're like flayed. Yeah. Cut. Imagine going John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like that. Yeah. So like a bunch of Cronenbergs? Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of Cronenbergs, but with power like, armor. Oh, power okay. armor. A bunch of them are like meshed together. Yeah. And they're like coming out of each other's faces and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a cool scene. Yeah. Um, There's a really cool scene where uh one of uh, the sisters goes out to and she's starting to like purge these these sisters, but then one of them starts talking to them in her friend's voice. Right. It was her old sister it was her old sergeant. Yeah. Um and she Ukes. has a fucking meltdown about it, which I mean fair. Yeah. Uh John Carpenter's thing was not a fun time. No. Um If only there was an anime character who could come out and one shot all of these people. Unfortunately, she's out looking for the big final boss area. Oh, so I think my main complaint about this, and this is again this is a stupid book to gain power. The big boss of the book is yes. a master of possession. Right. Who is far more powerful in book than he ever is in game. Uh signif- uh like he actually controls like the planet. Yes. Like he he taps the ground and like makes the ground become a demon engine oh yeah so the big final battle is uh Ephriel stern flying in on her jetpack as you as you're one to do as a former wait, wait, wait. seraphim she's not have a jetpack she doesn't she have a jetpack oh no she, she, she just flies she oh, that's just right. flies she, dude i thought she had a jetpack no she's literally Marvel. flying mm. she just uses her anime power stronger faster harder yeah. um just just flying uh so the master of possession uh decides to animate an office building into a gigantic demon engine right which then eats uh, Afriel Stern. It does. So yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So we're introduced. So okay. So they blow up all the the bad sisters. Oh yeah. The reanimated sisters are all dead. I'm <laughs> jumping ahead. I get so excited about reanimated office building. It's all right. So they're all dead. Whatever. Uh, and then we're finally introduced to the villain. Yes. Um. Like an in hour tr- before the book. In ends. true Black Library fashion, in the last fifteen percent of the book. Yes. Uh. And it's this word bearer master possession. And this word bearer... Warpsmith. Warpsmith, cool. Yeah. And so they're introduced with... Uh, basically, the uh, Master Possession has become so powerful because the way he set up his cult, he made himself the focal point of the worship. Uh, he made himself like a pope, where all of the focus... Go- I don't know if that's correct. I don't, I don't know anything about Catholic. He's like the Wish Stone dude from the Wonder Woman 1984. So all of the, oh, he gets all the people's powers. Yeah. All of the worship goes on to him, and then through him to the gods. But he's still like super mega powered by it. And we're interested. He has this conversation with, uh, with the warpsmith, and the warpsmith is basically like, "Well, you should have killed her." And he's like, "You think you're the mega mind of this warband? Oh yeah, think you're the boss." The maybe? warpsmith thinks he's in charge because he makes all the demon engines. But the guy's like, "Huh? I give your guys brains. You're right. just putting a fucking shell there." He's like, "You're not the ba- you're not the boss, baby. This no. warband. I am. I shit the diapers in this warband." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you basically, <laughs> basically, we skip to the final battle after that. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure. Um. Z- oh. Uh. <laughs> In- Inquisitor Dagobah has a plane, and it's called Xenobane. I think it's a stupid name for a plane. Oh, yeah, it's a Valkyrie? Yeah, it's a Valkyrie. Yeah. Oh, it's a stupid name for a plane. Other Doesn't he get destroyed? He gets another one, like, it right does. away. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a Heldrake takes it down. Yeah, it gets it gets d- taken down by a Heldrake. And so, okay, so de- uh, Heldrakes are the crabs of demon engines, right? All yeah. All demon engines must eventually become Heldrakes. Yeah, true, um, true, true, true. So he, that dies, but he's fine, he's fine. Yeah, he just calls another Valkyrie he, literally right away, and he comes and gets him. He uses his big claws to just like walk to the to the battle zone, and is fine. Um, 
so Ephrael Stern has identified the uh, the final battle zone, and she flies to it, right? Yeah. And then the building animates. Yeah. And just grabs her. Um, yeah. And then eats her. It does. And then when she wakes up, she's in a wall. <laughs> yeah, she gets thorned. <laughs> she's just <sighs> in the wall. Yep. And then on top of a dais, our master of possession does a, a big bad guy speech. He does. He does a big bad guy speech. And she's thinking the entire time during this big bad, big, big bad guy speech, why am I not dead? Yeah. What's up with that? That's strange. That's weird. And then uh, she comes to the conclusion that he can't kill her. I don't know why. He left his, his staff in the other room. It's right. really embarrassing. <laughs> um, He's at least strength six. The entire time, by the I way, that this is happening, this giant office building is stomping yes. down the main city towards the, the sister's chapel. He animates it as the biggest demon engine of them all, and it just starts walking like a big crab. A 25,000 square feet industrial <laughs> complex located office building. Yeah. It's going to go fight the sister's building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he gives his big speech. She's like, well, you can't actually kill me, nerd. I don't know why she thinks that. That's kind of like yeah. one of my big things. To Faith. Story. Right. I don't, I don't know why. She <laughs> the emperor protects. She's the emperor's sword. You got me. Uh, and so he does a big mind thing on her. Yeah. Uh, it puts her in like the, the nether zone, the, the shadows, the shadow land, um, and tries to like torment her with demons enough that she breaks and like turns to chaos. And that's, just obviously doesn't work. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles didn't fall for that one. I don't think Raphael no. Stern will. Um, and so she just decides to break out of yeah. the wall, and then she does that. Uh, Stronger, faster, harder. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that's uh, the name of this episode, by the way. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the uh, the war the oh my god, what's his? I don't care. The warp smith. There. No. Well, he just dies. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he just he's just consumed by lava at, at some point during this. Yeah. Fight. What? Yeah, he just le- he just legitimately is just consumed by lava. All like kind of like so off so on screen that it's off screen. I I want to I want to think that when Annandale was writing this, he sent it in and the editors were like, the "Fuck happened to this warp smith?" Like, "Oh, fuck." <laughs> Got to write that in. And he died in lava. Right. Yeah. Got it. Bruh. Nailed. Um and then the master possession concentrates all of the he like steals all of the faith out of everyone's body and this is shown this is like a star wars episode one moment where he's like all you know what all your faith it's mine i I take it and all of the cultists just fall down and die all of them uh and then he becomes a giant pillar of faith yep and then he's like you're not so different you and i (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) And then is this real? And then, this is legitimately how this book I finishes. I can't believe I cannot believe that this is the way that a black library book, like a modern. I'm one. sorry, an audio, uh, an audio adventure. And then she's like, "It's also a novel." Yeah, is it? No, I think is it's it? audiobook only. No. Oh no. Oh, I have the Kindle version. Oh shit. Oh shit. Do, does the Kindle version have the words spoken aloud? Uh, I mean. It can. If oh, you... it's an audiobook adventure. Good. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. What? It could be, but it could also be a Kindle book. It can be more than one thing. Media can be anything. That's, yeah, that's true. I mean, unlike you losers, I actually can read. So, like, I read, I read Mortis. a book. I read Mortis last week. Good for you. Yeah, that's it was good. Fuck, I fucking love that book. Nice. Um, Sorry, I found it real hard to be called a loser over here after the weekend. 
Damn. Hey, let me know when you want to get that fourth round in. So no, dude, I'm good. Thank real you. Win- so we can actually crown a real winner. No, thank you. I'm good. I'm just going to call okay. myself the winner from here. Cool. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, as she, as the man, the big man, is this giant pillar of faith. And yeah. He's, and he's like, you're not so different, you and I. You will fall to chaos. Life uh, is good, but it could be better. It could be great. Uh, F.R.L. Stern is, just stares at him. She's like, make it big eye contact. And then she's like, you <sighs> doubt. And then she kills him. Yeah. That's it. Um... Yeah. What? <laughs> so, yeah, he controlled the planet with all the faith he yeah. stole from his and cultists. You know what? All right. So, normally, and like, then if he... I had failed to finish a book, yeah. I would feel bad. <laughs> 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 this is not one of those scenarios. Uh, um, I don't know why he doubted. I don't know what she meant by that, but she fucking tears his head off. So oh, yeah. Got him. Like with her hands uh, or she, with magic powers? She stabs his face with her sword. And then like tears it off. Yep. Um, and then he's and then he's defeated. And then the planet is as most- generally people are when they lose their head like that. Right. And then the planet is mostly fine after that. And then she leaves. Yeah. That's not the end of the book though. Nope. She fly away like. Yes. Out. She flew back to the back to the <laughs> zone with the, with her other sisters with her big you know. Sh- I imagine I like to imagine she has to T pose, but it doesn't say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't her, see it anymore. Her way. flight path is like a nyan cat. <laughs> just kind of bouncing along to the thing. That's horrible. Yeah. Um, and there's like a wave of emperor like powered energy behind her. Oh yes. yeah. Yeah, like a rainbow. Yes. Yeah, one for each ordo. Uh, yeah, there you go. So the Inquisitor Dagobah sees her essentially kill a planet. And he's like, mm. uh, I probably should stop trying to manipulate this person for personal gain. Right. <laughs> it's not safe. This is probably not this optimal is, for yeah. me. And so he just pieces. He yeah, just I was pieces. like, I'm going to leave before she comes back yep. and, and figures out that I'm trying to manipulate her for personal gain because right. I don't want to be around. He just calls another plane, deuces, out, goodbye. Well, isn't he like, isn't he not manipulating for personal gain, but rather the gain of the of the Imperial? Oh, I mean, Both. So both. he's a recongregator. Yeah. He's trying to like burn down the bad parts right. of the Imperium to re to reforge it, which is cool. That's like, yeah, that's, that's like the best policy. Yeah, that's a, that's a great narrative. Uh, but he, unless you're Tim's yard, he feels well, like if he stays, rip dog, rip dog. Oh yeah. I forgot that part of the story. Let's cut that short. Uh, he feels if he stays like in her orbit, uh, his destiny will be subsumed by hers and he won't be like the center of the story or whatever. Um, yeah. So he, he just leaves. He's out. Um, and then, uh, fleet Primus sends another ship. Uh, and she's like, we got to go to this location. It's the location where the bad thing is going to happen. And they're like, how do you know? And I'm like, uh, the emperor guides. The emperor told me so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so they do that. They take this whole ship to, they take a whole battle group to where the bad thing is going to happen. Uh, and then nothing comes and the bad thing happens. Uh, it's pretty, been pretty clear throughout the book. It's a Necron thing. Like the pari- pariah zone or whatever. This yeah. Called? So is it just the basically the events of pariah? Because she was there for that. Yeah. She, they, yes. Essentially. Yes. Yeah. They, they set off of the big pariah zone. Yeah. Um. And the nexus, even the nexus, pariah even. nexus. Yeah. So it turns out uh, she's fine. Also. <gasps> 
<laughs> what? Okay. But she's a heretic psyker. No. Negative, actually. Uh, all the power she's exhibited, everything she's all, all done, all the psychic stuff. You were saving that fucking rip. Oh, oh hell time. yeah. <laughs> Turns out it's actually been faith this entire time. Yeah. Uh, Boo. Zero psychic element at all. Yep. Boo. It was just her faith in the emperor. Uh. Uh, also, the emperor directly talks to her from across time and space. Yep. And says, uh, Good job. Had a boy. Essentially, uh, go on my sword. He explicitly calls her his sword. Uh, so, yeah, Ephraim Stern is like the most powerful being in the universe. Yep. God talks to her. I think, has, is there anyone else in modern 40k lore who the Emperor has actually directly talked to? Gulliman. Uh, just Gulliman. <laughs> but even then, wasn't that conversation between Gulliman and the Emperor, like, behind closed doors, and Gulliman's like, yeah, Emperor yes. totally told me that, uh, yeah, that we're all doing this shit now. Yeah. The, uh, no, the Emperor is, d- did talk to him, for sure. Yeah, he went He went behind the, the Eternity Gate, and he yeah. went into the throne room. And talked to him for like three days. Yeah, and the emperor was like not nice to him. Not nice at all. He de- uh, Gulliman describes being felt like, uh, or excuse, feeling like the emperor was about as happy as finding that he's alive as when you find a a tool that you had thought you'd lost, like your favorite tool, right? right. That you've lost. I'd be like, pretty happy about that. Like you found your hammer under the couch or whatever. And like, yeah, yeah, but it's sick. not like your son. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fair. Like all the humanity Some of the really good hammers. Away, which I mean, fair. He didn't. I mean, he barely had any. Like anyway. he had like two left, if that. And two, now he's two just, humanities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now he's like a solid one. Zero. Point, hard zero. Point one. Hard negative. <laughs> zero left. Zero. Zero humanity. Big mean man. Big. So I mean. That was Ephraim Stern, a uh, heretical saint. Uh, was. I'm sorry, guys. There, there are some cool parts of this book. There are. There totally. Are. Uh, yeah, the I, Inquisitor is an amazing character. He's a good character. I really love Dagobah. Um, I really want to see more Dagobah action totally. uh, and more kind of Dagobah stories. Um, some of the interplay between how the sisters of battle uh, interacted with uh, Ephraim Stern was really cool. Every time um, sisters show up, I want to see more. I love sisters. So, like, seeing the, like, the canonist just be like, whoa, fuck you. Mm. Um, but then after the Inquisitor puts that little tidbit of, oh, she's a saint, like some of the other sisters start seeing it too and coming right. and talking to her. Like, that was super cool to see, like, that, that part really come. Cool. The, there's a Dominion that goes and talks to her, sp- the uh, Ephraim Stern. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, like, praying. She's been praying for days or whatever. And the Dominion goes and talks to her. And it's, like, the first time that she's had a conversation with a, a sister that's, like, an actual conversation. And that, like, not gonna lie, that part actually got me a bit. Yeah. Like, I, I was, it was kind of, you know, I was kind of feeling it, missing up a little bit. Like, I really liked that. More of that, please. Shit's fucking red. Um, I, I still enjoy chaos. Um, like the the leadership of chaos still infighting a lot. Chaos um, building. Like yeah. that, 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 that to me is always fun. That's why they always lose. Especially like warpsmiths and, and masters of possession. Um, I really hope this leads to masters of possession being better in the next chaos book. I think they will be. I'm sure they will be. Um, I think the whole book is just going to receive the biggest glow up. Oh, imaginable. for sure. But, like, showing how powerful they are here. Um, I did, like, consent with the Master of Possession just see the bad guy from Wonder Woman 1984, which isn't <laughs> a great comparison for me. Like, when he's in a central day, it's, like, controlling the faith and getting it through him. Like, oh, right. it's just the end of Wonder Woman. Oh, I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah, seen that there. There he is. So, yeah, I just imagine, like, Ephraim Stern stuck in a wall, and he's just like, more wish it. <laughs> Yeah. You can do it. Essentially. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just the way the, like, the Imperium Nihilus stuff, like, the first 20% of this book is so good. It's really good. 
honestly. Like yeah. setting up like that that side of the rift, how they're surviving, like how their faith is being tested, how they're right. like they're some of them are acting like Damper's just dead because right. that's the only like logical explanation for everything. That was great. Right. But then can see the astronomicon. It kind of shuts it down just when you've range first up. It's like, oh yeah, everything's fine. Right, right. When that stuff is getting really interesting, you see your brain, and it's like, well, actually, Gilliman's alive. Imperium is mostly fine. Yeah. Uh, here's a way through. Chilling. Yeah. So that's that's kind of disappointing. But I mean, I really, I really. There's some cool it. fight scenes, and like the characters are definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Ephraim Stern is cool. I hope to see her more. And definitely, I I, hope, I don't I don't want to. <laughs> I definitely want to forward you the timestamp for when the office building fight starts to happen because that's oh yeah my, my I can favorite. fast forward to that. Yeah, my favorite part of the up. book. Shannon flies right into its mouth. It's well, great. Have either of you guys read the Bloody Rose like novellas and stuff like that? I've read a couple. Yeah. They're really good. Those are my favorite sisters' like depictions. I think. How yeah. many buildings form sentient life in those? Zero. Oh. <laughs> uh, Mark of Faith, really good. If you guys haven't read that one, um, that's another sisters' book. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are very good. Yeah. Um, I think I confused Mark of Faith and this one in my brain a little bit because I, <laughs> I, I I read them immediately after another. Uh, I see. Because okay. it was in the COVID dark time when we were all stuck in our houses and I had nothing to do but to consume audiobooks. Um, yeah, that book's really good. I like the book. Nice. Book. Sisters are fucking cool. Man. They're cool. Uh, <laughs> show me more Cagnell. Show me the solitaire. This it sets You know up. what? I just want a book about Harlequins. How about that? Oh, God. Yes, please. Yeah. Did you remember a book that's going to be like 200 pages of rehearsals? I, I do. For I like it. just a fucking traveling I, stage show. Um, like God damn it, Kangle! Have you hit your mark? Have you guys read the fabulous Bill books? The yes. trilogy. The Harlequins are so They're good. They're so good in that. Yeah, yeah. I have read the first one. Oh. S- you should read the whole thing. It's yeah. real fucking. The third good. one is not as good as the first or second one, but it's still pretty darn good. I agree. It's worth finishing the series. Oh, for sure. For sure. And like some of the things in the third book are very cool. Flesh Tower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There's a walking building in that. There one. is a walking Amazing. building. Then I am, I am there. I'm gonna yeah. skip two go. straight to three. Cool. Um, and then of course they announced the Dark Imperium book three. Uh, yeah. I saw the the cover art for that. Goblite. Looks, yeah. Goblite looks amazing. Looks super cool. Um, I can't wait to see what kind of cop out ending they do for Gilliman <laughs> and Mortarian. Um, I hope there's more clocks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess Mortarian's gonna get. Too, uh, we're gonna learn Mortarian's true name, and then from tournaments from here on out, people are gonna go, oh yeah. Jehezebub, ha ha ha, you lose. Lose nerd. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Dude, me too. Oh yeah, when you take Mortarian to a tournament, let me know when that happens. <laughs> yeah, let me know when that happens. Oh yeah, good point. I, I already said his name myself and banished him from all my list. Admac are about to come out. You want to you want to roll that road? Let's do it. I really oh. don't know. I'm going think more bodies, more damage. Um, I think that makes sense. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Oh, look at you, Danny, bringing us back on track. Good job. Thanks. Um, If you have... <laughs> If you have spare Audible credits, um, it's available in Audible. Yeah, give, it's, it a, give it a listen. If you, I mean, the, if you like Sisters, if you like Everfall Strain, definitely, definitely do it. There's a couple of really cool fight scenes in there. Um, and again, an office building is the main bad guy. Right. Um, and I, that's, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, the stuff I can get behind. I can't even, you can't even argue against that. It's just nope. a fact. Yeah, th- yep. that's just facts. Uh, so hopefully we'll hear more of that Inquisitor, uh, more of Everfall Stern, and maybe even Kangle. We'll see. Uh, we're take a break. We'll be right back. Do you like cookies but want something more British? Buy biscuits, not like those you have for gravy. British biscuits, for dunking in your British tea. It is fine. Stiff upper lip guaranteed. Biscuits, as recommended by Queen Liz of the Britishness. Oh, man. 
It is fine. You're right. Yeah. Just plowed right on through. Like I paused the last one, not this one. We're we're we're, we're done. Um. Oh. Oh. I think. I think we will do that round four at some point, Danny. Cool. Just just so. Oh, sure. Just so you can. I was just shit talking. Just so you can. <laughs> So like have elevated. So I can redeem myself. I've elevated myself <laughs> to this pedestal, knowing that this pedestal is made of lies. Um, <laughs> and I need it's you. Not though. You legitimately won the event. Oh yeah. No, no. I'm not. I'm not doubting that. But I also submarined every list that was the counter to my list. <laughs> well, that happens sometimes. Yeah. You sometimes it. you just get lucky. Heck yeah. But it like I mean that's happened to me before for sure. Like where I've dodged people that I didn't want to have to play against. Right. Yeah. So. That happens. It does. Um, yeah, that's. I think we're we're running a couple hours, which is super good. Taylor, thank yeah. you so much for coming and yeah, helping no kidding, me. Man. Thanks for having uh, me. Talking about um, the heretical saint, who's not technically heretical anymore. She's it's, no longer heretical by the end of the book. She's uh, canonically saint, not heretical. Oh, yeah, canonized. Yeah. So that saint. means uh, if you use because she has psychic powers, right? No, and, no? no, oh. Nope. She has faith powers. And in faith the game. Faith-based powers. In the game. In the game, she doesn't have a psychic power either. She doesn't have anything. Nope. She no. doesn't even fly. Does she not fly? Well, this is some no, bullshit. she's flying on her base. Uh, sh- yeah, but the rules don't reflect that. This is unbelievable. It's bullshit. Hold on, I'm looking at it. Let's send an email right now. Um, Yes. So, we're going to be back in a couple of weeks to talk about something. Um, You know, I'm very happy we've now made it two episodes without really talking about dark elder i think that's totally. a new record for for podcasts right now that's fair yeah for sure they yeah. exist in the game they do it's true i was there yeah all right danny what did you find all right hold on a second i'm getting there you got this i'm so close nobody has fly oh, cringe oh does kegels have flip belt Nope. Does, does Ephraim Stern have the ability to just fucking murder people by looking at them? I want to see the eye beam. She has Demonifuge, and that allows you to roll 2d6, adding two of the results if there are any chaos units within 18 inches of her on a 5 plus the nearest enemy unit that is within 18 inches invisible takes d3 mortal wounds. Or if you roll a 9 or more, d6 mortal wounds. That sounds about what I read in the book. Yeah, that sounds exactly the same. Yep. That sounds exactly like you'd be able to take out a great unclean one with one shot and a building and a building. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, rain control is the worst. Does two damage though, you guys. Oh, so yeah. oh, there you go. Or, or you know, one Which for yeah. me. It's fine. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> I stole Kyagnol's sword to make a cooler troop master. That's yeah. fair, dude. He'd make a great troop master. Yeah. Um, Danny, anything you want to touch on before we we head off? Hell no. Heck no, Taylor. Anything you want to touch on? Absolutely, before we... the fuck not. Amazing. Uh, and then next time, maybe some. We'll we'll maybe review your suggestions for for book talks. Um, cool. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get screened now. Yeah, that makes <laughs> just oh, kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> like I would do that much prep. Yeah, no uh, kidding. <laughs> for Marvel rules, I've been John. I've been Danny. I've been Taylor. Um, we'll uh, see you next time. They're like third down on my list.
So there, Kaon shows up in the last one. Right. It's fucking dope. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. He's okay. like, Harmon, you dumb shit. You fucking little baby <laughs> you man. You fucking little douche. You fucking nerd. You stupid baby. You're going to be a rubric? Who do you think you fucking are? Prince. <sighs> you mean rubric two? Rubric again? It didn't work. Yeah, but this one does. Well, <laughs> works in the way they don't like that. We'll see. Yeah, pretty much. 